Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. What's going on, K Walking Jay? All is well, all is well. Looking forward to a great one. Yeah, everything's good, Britt. Looking forward to a good show. We got some good stuff to get into, so it should be a lot of fun tonight. Absolutely. And all I know is the weather is improving. Thank goodness. Yeah, right. You know, us East Coast <laughs> people, we get spoiled. As long as once it gets too cold, we're ready for the warm weather to come. The warm weather is on its right. way because it's been a little too cold. But guys, before we get started, I just want to ask that you please subscribe, like, and comment to our YouTube channel at The Sideline Speaks. We're also on Twitter, aka X or X, aka Twitter, whichever way you want to flip flop it. I don't care. At <laughs> Sideline Speaks um, and anywhere you could get your podcast. So Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify as well. Also, if you are watching us live, if you comment or ask us a question, we will do our best to acknowledge your comment and question live right here on the show right now. But you guys ready to talk some sports? Let's get into it. Let's get into it. It is officially football offseason, and there has been so much going on in the offseason. Tell you, this is the one sport that has the most drama in the offseason. It literally makes no sense. I keep saying this every year, but it seems like it should have its own reality TV some way, somehow. I don't know if that's even possible. But one of the things that's been up for debate all of a sudden, that actually has been up for debate throughout the course of the season um, and has been brought to the, co uh, the committee, I guess, the NFL committee or whatever that committee is called, is the offense fumbling football in the back of the end zone rule a lot of people say it should go a lot of people say it should stay so i want to get you guys thought on this particular rule do you think it should stay or should it be changed jay i'm gonna come to you first yeah Britt. you know like three four years ago i would have never even thought about it it's just always been a part of football you know if you fumble the ball out of the end zone it's a touchback that's just always been the rule i never thought about it it, it seemed fine to me but then when people start saying you know that, that's an awful big penalty for for fumbling the ball outside the end zone when the other team doesn't even recover and get possession you know that that penalty doesn't seem to fit the amount of work that it takes to actually get yourself in that position. So at that point, I started saying, you know what, maybe they should do something like, I don't know, put the ball back on the, the five or the 10 or wherever you were to start the play. I don't know. Um, Britt, honestly, I don't have strong feelings about it. If they leave it the same, it's okay. I mean, it, it's been a part of football since I can remember, but I'd also be okay with them changing it too, as long as they come up with a, a good solution as to where they're going to spot the ball, maybe put it back at the 20 yard line, something like that, just to try to make it fair. But when you really think about it, the penalty does seem kind of harsh for just fumbling the ball out of the end zone when no one actually gains possession. Yeah, I don't know. I think I like the way it is. I mean, as an offensive player, that's your job. Hold on to that football. You get paid to not fumble the football. Yeah. Um, and that's kudos to the defensive player for if they knock it out, <laughs> if that's how it happened. Because yeah. some guys, some receivers or some running backs or quarterbacks, whoever has the ball, sometimes they just drop it some way, somehow. I don't know how. Um, but your job is to hold on to the football. Your job is to break that goal line and then you could let it go after you break it just don't fumble it first and it travels beyond that goal line 
but my thing is, I don't think it's too strict <clears throat> because do we say on the defensive side when there's a pass interference call um, and we know a lot of offensive players will throw the ball deep, the quarterback throws the ball deep in hopes to get that uh, DPI or defensive pass interference for those who may not know what that means. And you could be at your own 10-yard line. Next thing you know, you threw it. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, you threw on the uh, uh, to the opposite 10-yard line. If you throw that far and you get a DPI, now the ball's at yeah. their 10-yard line. So you're right there for the touchdown. Do we say that's kind of – no, we don't. We just say that's a part of the game. Keep it. So I say keep this. Just like deep defensive backs get paid to – not to be overly aggressive offensive players get paid not to fumble the football so keep the rule it hasn't been an issue until this year for whatever reason i don't know why or last couple years um so i vote for it to stay hey walk your thoughts yeah to answer your question brett i know it was kind of a rhetorical question the reason why they should probably change it and are thinking about changing it the chiefs almost lost that game to the bills <laughs> that's what i'm telling you. It's bigger oh, it's than us, man. Team. It's bigger than us. It's bigger than us. I'm telling you right now. That's the reason why. But um, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it should stay. I have no problem with it. Like Jay alluded to, it's been part of the game for I don't know how many years. As long as I've been watching football, I've been watching football since you know I was knee high to a June bug. So <laughs> it, it's, it's it's just something that's part of the game. There's no need to change it. You know, yeah. Oh, you know, now we got to start thinking about it because the Chiefs almost lost the game because of that situation. Nah, I, I, I'm good with it. Just keep it right where it is. Um, I love it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like um. You know, if the ball gets stuck in the rim, you know, it's kind of like a jump ball situation that, you know, that things that that kind of that kind of mentality. You you don't give it to one side or the other. I get that. But this has been part of the game for so long that I just don't understand why we have to change it. I know there's so many rule changes, a safety rule here and there, tackling and things of that nature. But this rule, keep it in play. And I hope I'm not jinxing myself. I hope my 49ers don't lose to a place <laughs> like this going forward. But I say I say keep it nonetheless for sure. Yeah, I, I don't see the problem. I say keep nah, it. It's, not it's, hold on to the football. That's why I said yeah. you get paid to hold on to the football, so hold on to the football. So until they change the DPI uh, uh, rule, that's when I'll say it's okay to change this this rule. That's how I go for it. Um, all right, guys, let's move on because I have another NFL rule that has been <clears throat> a big uh, 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 hot topic, I guess, nowadays, and that's the hit drop tackle. If I'm mm. if I'm saying this right, <laughs> guys, tell me if I'm saying this it. wrong. That's what I call it. I don't know oh, what okay. you call it, but I know exactly what you're talking <laughs> <Yeah>. about. <laughs> and it has come once again has been brought to the nfl committee the rules committee that's what they're they're called um and they have been thinking about banning or prohibiting the hit drop tackle i want to get your thoughts on this because it's been a lot it seems like going against the defense and helping the offense for a lot that's how a lot of people feel so k-walk i'm gonna come to you first should they prohibit the hit hit drop tackle yeah, I, I don't like it at all. You know, I really don't um, because, I mean, I, it's a safety rule. Anytime they're talking about um, changing a rule be to protect the players, I, you know, the same could be told true for for defensive players. If they get an interception and an offensive player can tackle them the same way and they can get hurt. I get it. You know, it, that's rare. Uh, it's a rare occasion. But nonetheless, it's a safety rule. And I'm all I'm all for um, rule changes as long as, you know, as it's involving safety. It protects quarterbacks. It protects running backs and receivers. Anyone 
someone who carries the ball, you know, uh, multiple times in, in a game, I'm all for it. Just like, you know, you can't go low on a quarterback. Um, even there's offensive rules that you can't block downfield or you can't cut, you know, when downfield. So it, it's not just for offensive players. It's for any ball carry, and that mm-hmm. can be defensive players um, as well. So, again, I'm all for it. I don't like it. It scares me every single time we see uh, who was the most recent this past year that just went out with the, the, uh, the, Ra- the Ravens tight end, right? Is that yeah, 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 yeah. Mark- Mark Andrews is one, and I'm just afraid, you know, one of you know one of our guys could, you know, could that could happen to you know to mm-hmm. them, and that could cost them, you know, uh, you know, a playoff run or a Super Bowl run. So yeah, definitely, I do not like that penalty whatsoever. I mean, do, I don't like that um, that play whatsoever. So yeah, please, by all means, uh, if you can, committee, if you're listening, please do away with that uh, that particular type of tackle. I don't know. I'm a little indifferent with the situation because I look at it as yes, it is a safety rule. But in that particular situation, how else is the defender supposed to, if you have a stronger, um, I guess, a stronger player that has the football, you know, like a Derrick Henry or whatnot, and you have a less, not as strong, I don't know, DB or whoever may be trying to run behind him, trying to get him down, how else can you get him down? Can you just drop down and hope you grab one of his legs? I I don't know. So I'm a little indifferent. (laughs) (laughs) um so i I am a little different but i am big on player safety as well but i think we also have to recognize this is a violent game the the game is violent regardless um you can have create all these rules if you want to they already created a bunch of rules and doing their best to try to protect the quarterback but we already see now that gets a lot of complaints um, on how the quarterback gets hit or how the quarterback gets tackled. So I just don't want to take away from the game itself, I guess. And I, I, I don't know how they're going to monitor this. It's going to be very interesting if they say, hey, this one was a little just too much as far as the judgment hit drop call, tackle yeah. or, you know, what this one wasn't as bad. So that judgment call is going to be very, very interesting um, because we know the refs aren't going to be consistent with it at all. If there was consistency with it, then I would say, okay, I'm all for it. But the problem is the consistent factor comes into play because it's this is how I want to call it this game. But then it may happen the very next, I'm not even going to say game, it may happen the very next play. Right. And all of a sudden they don't call it because they said eh, it wasn't as bad as we thought. So I'm maybe a little they go into the booth with it. Yeah, maybe they can go to the booth with it, you know, to make it a booth booth reveal, something like that. That that's yeah. a possibility. But then now we're getting into does it slow down the game? So that that's another factor. So I'm still I still need some more time to figure this one out because I still feel like now you're still kind of taking away from that defense and we're getting back into this full blown offensive attack. So if I can't touch the quarterback, if I can't. If you're way stronger than me and I can't somehow get you down, that's the only way I could try to get you down. Um, or, you know, or if I'm too handsy and then I get deep DPIs and I get holdings and it's like, how else can the defense play? But they may have to go back to the drawing board and go back to peewee football and teach you guys how to properly tackle. <laughs> That that's, might that's be an idea. About. That's what it's all about. Right. That might be a good go, idea. Yeah. Can't um, go too high, can't go too low. Yeah. Right. So, but we'll, I mean, we'll see. We'll have to see which way they go. I heard in the rumblings, they eyes are they may not change the the rule right now. Um, when they may still need more time to figure it out because some players, just like with any tackle, you get 
injured with any tackle, really. Um, any tackle to me, if we're being honest, is a dangerous tackle because football is such a violent game. Unless, like they say, unless you're going to lay out some mattresses and some pillows or some feathers and pick up the, the guy and just gently lay them down. But good luck trying to do that. But, Jay, your thoughts on this? <laughs> Look, as somebody who has played defense and has, I think tackling somebody want, someone one-on-one -on -one is, is one of the hardest things you have to do in football. Mm -hmm. No question. And I've had to tackle guys a lot bigger than me, Eddie George, Ron Dane, Mike Allstott, all these huge running backs in the Big Ten. But even saying all that, Britt, I hate this hip drop tackle. Mm -hmm. I, I think it, it's a dirty play, in my opinion, because you know that you're going to hurt the guy when you do it. Mm -hmm. And and to me, it's a dirty play. It's very similar to the tackle they got out of the league years back where they used to hook the legs and yeah. pull them down to yeah. the side, the one where T.O., broke yeah. his ankle when he was on the Eagles. They got that out of the game. To me, this tackle is not that much different from the tackle that they've already eliminated from the game. Look, I know you got to try to get somebody on the ground and you're just trying to get someone down. But to me, it's a safety issue. And every time I see that tackle, it feels dirty to me because you know that the result is there's a high probability that the guy you're tackling is going to get injured. I hate it. I, I hope they get rid of it. I've been quietly saying it to myself all year long. Every time I'm seeing it, I'm like, they got to get that out of the game. Mm -hmm. Look, I know football is a violent sport. There's some things you, you're you not going to be able to avoid. But to me, when there's a play that's happening that's obvious to, to the risk of injury, I think you got to get rid of it. Just just like the cut block, uh, the, the, the chop blocks, you know, all the things that they've taken out of the game over the years. I, I just, for me, this is another one that has to go. It's just too dangerous of a play. Yeah, I do have to say, though, that this particular rule did allow the 49ers to have their future franchise quarterback. That's how <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt and Brock Purdy, <laughs> insert Brock Purdy. So I, but I still think they should get rid of it. Nonetheless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we'll see what happens. I know it's in conversation now. I think uh, Troy Vinson, I think I think he recently spoke. Yeah. On it. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll see what happens. So we'll. I just want them to do what's best for the players and for the game itself. And I think, well, that's a good start to start from, or that's a great point to start from. What am I saying? Gotcha. Um, <laughs> all right, guys, let's move on. I want to get into the NBA. Um, and I want to talk about, hmm, you know what? Let's do it. I want to talk about Bobo. Um, but Bobo has kind of been um, for those who don't know who Bobo is, um, Bobo is Phoenix Suns a role player. Actually, I think he comes off the bench. Yeah. Um, Manuk Bo's son, um, who's yes. currently in the NBA, he's about 24 years old. Um, super tall, very slim, um, but he does have a nice skill set. Should Phoenix Suns Bobo get more attention and more opportunities? Do you think? The way the NBA is headed now, do you think he should get more attention and more opportunities? Jay, I'm going to come to you first. <clears throat> it's it's a great question because this guy, like when you look at him, right, like you said, he, he's obviously long, uh, a, a very nice skill set. 
you see flashes, you you know, there's some bowl bowl highlights on TikTok, and you would you would think this guy was like top five in the league <laughs> when you watch some of the highlights. So I guess you know, just from the outside looking in, it, it to me it seems like the obvious answer is yes, this this guy mm-hmm. should get more minutes, figure out a way to to kind of allow him to have a bigger role in, in what you're doing. But then the only thing that I, I kind of stop and think of is like, this isn't his first stop. Bow has been in some other places. And for whatever reason, it's just never really worked out in his favor. Like it's, it's never really the potential or, or kind of the flashes that you see mm-hmm. have never really turned into consistent basketball playing. So, Look, he's young. Like you said, he's, what, 24 years old? So I, I think there's still time. But, yeah, Britt, I, I guess I would say yes, using more. Look, Phoenix isn't setting the world on fire by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. So if you can give Bobo some extra minutes, see what he can do, I think that the, the only thing that can come out of that is something positive. So a lot of upside there. Give him some minutes and see what happens because he does have a very interesting skill set that I, I think yeah. could cause a lot of teams' problems. Yeah, um, I like Bobo. I think I've always liked Bobo, but I think when it comes to basketball, that point in time in basketball plays a major point, plays a major part in how much a player gets their opportunity, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Um, For instance, Dwight Howard had his time. He played during the era where the big man, majority of the time they were in the, they would post up position, they played in that paint. That's all they did. Um, but once you started to move on from that particular era, Dwight Howard is now in China. He might be even retired at this moment. I'm not sure. I don't think he officially retired, but he may be on the verge. <laughs> Excuse me. Along with the other uh, set of other factors that we won't get into because this is personal life. Um, but we all are very aware of what's going on. There. <laughs> that was not shots fired. Um, um, but I think Bobo, when he was drafted, I feel like he was drafted at a time where his skill set wasn't very much, wasn't being necessarily appreciated because he does have a similar skill set as Wimby. He does have a very similar skill set to Chet Holgram. Those yeah. are younger guys. They're not younger by much, but those are younger guys. I think now will be his time to get that more, to get more attention and that, uh, uh, and hopefully get more opportunities to really show what he could do. The other night, he just dropped like 24 points. Uh, so many rebounds. He played a fantastic game, um, and he showed like, "Hey, I know Wimby's the future superstar of this league, but I have a similar skill set. I was here before him. I just needed the opportunity. I needed the attention, um, and I really think that was part of the situation. If he goes to the proper organization, because they both got the same strength. If you look at my, if you look at if you <laughs> if I'm looking at it, they both weak right now." Yeah, Bobo um, might be stronger, actually. Yeah. <laughs> right, he might, but not by much. <laughs> um, he so Bobo is what seven three, I think he is. I think he's seven three. Wimby's seven five. Five. I think he's seven, so. You're, seven, it's five, still yeah. not seven, five, yeah. too too far apart. Um, I honestly think people may think I'm crazy, and I'm saying it right here, right now. I think if Bobo gets a better opportunity with more minutes and more playing time. I think he could be better than Chet Holmgren. I do. I said it. I said it right here, right now. I thought you were going to say Wimby for a second. (laughs) I think Wimby is just, Wimby is Bobo times 15. (laughs) Uh, Like, he's just, like, out of this world, and he's still so young. I I think where he's going, 
I think I don't think anybody's going to touch him. But I just think Bobo should be in a better organization. I'm not going to say a better organization. The Suns are a very good organization. He should be a better with the organization that allows him to play the way he plays to really succeed. Um, that's just what my position. Favorite. What position does he play, though? Is he uh It's a positionless league yeah. now. He's a, he's a, he's a hero back. He's a high. <laughs> I would say more of a four point. Four point. Because right? he can do. He could bring the yeah. ball down the court. He can pass the ball. He could shoot the ball. He can. He could play defense as far as blocking. He could grab rebounds. Um, he has a very good sense skill set. When you look at Wimby and you look at Bobo, you like mm-hmm. my goodness. They have a very similar skill set. It's just that Wimby is just he's going on his own yeah. on trajectory. But K Walk, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, based off of your your stat from the other night, I mean that, that that's indication of that he he should play more, and I think he's actually in a good a, a good fit with the uh, with the Suns. You know, you got KD, you got Booker, and and Bill when mm-hmm. he decides to show up. But yeah, it, you know, you if you put him on the court, or you know, he comes off the bench obviously. But if you keep him on the court with one of those three guys, they're all playmakers, and they all can you know uh, they they can distribute they they can be facilitators as well. And I think Bobo can uh, can capitalize all, off of that. So I think he. He's in a good fit, you know. I really do because, I, again, I, I, he moves around a lot. Um, he's he's able to, you know, uh, get you uh, behind the three point line and off the dribble uh, as well. And of course, he can rebound as tall as he is. Um, and he, he could be a rim protector for the most part. If he can't be a rim protector, you know, he could be a, a you know a, a shot distractor or a shot you know changer, uh, if you will. So I like him, man. I mean, I would love to have him on you know you know my team, but you know. Um, but I think he's in a good fit, though. I, you know, like you mentioned earlier, those points he can get that if he can get the consistent um, uh, time, you know, with those certain players as well. Uh, so yeah, I think he's in a good spot, and I think he'll capitalize if he gets more time, if he gets consistent time. Yeah, just so everybody knows, uh, it was the game I think against the Rockets: twenty-five points, fourteen rebounds, one block, one steal, shot eleven of seventeen, two of three from the three-point line. But he got the minutes. He had 27 he got the minutes. minutes. Exactly. Right. The last game, it was 11 points, five and nine. But he was one of four from three point range, two blocks, one assist. Um, so I feel like if he gets those minutes and it seems like that's what they're trying to do. So I have to give mm-hmm. the Suns credit. Um, it seems like they're they like, well, they must have seen something all of a sudden when he played in one of these games. Like, wait a minute, this may provide us something a little different that we may need to help us get over uh, uh, a certain hump. And he could jump in when somebody gets hurt. So, Jay, any final thoughts? Like you want to say something? No, no. I, I mean, I, I think I agree. I, I think I agree. I'm, I'm looking at the stats too. It looks like he's playing, like you said, like around 24 minutes, you know, a night, something like that. Decent production. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, if, if they could figure out a way to have him and NKD on the floor at the yeah. same time, you know, two seven footers, that that could right. be interesting. So. Uh, I, you kind of, uh, y'all know, Britt, you kind of got me back on that Phoenix train mm-hmm. a little bit talk, talking oh, about this. So, oh, yeah, I, 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 I'm interested now. <laughs> I, I'd like to see Bobo get a little bit more run as well. Uh, well who's your team this year for the NBA? Well, it, it was Phoenix to start the year off. Then I kind of. The sunset, I think it's rising again. I I threw them under the bus. Yeah, for sure. But I'm getting them back out now, Britt. I'm going to see if they'll open the door and let me me get on the bus and ride next to KD for a little bit. So, yeah. Jay, did you have a rant about 
supporting uh, the son. It's about six weeks ago. Kim. He had a rant, he read a rant himself. He read it himself, Britt, about, about, about supporting the sons. Hey, walk, yeah. bring up old stuff. I'm, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back on it. K walk. That, that's my team, man. That's my team. That's his team now. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Let's let's move on. Um, I want to talk about the Knicks now. The Knicks are interesting. Those Knickerbockers. As soon as you doubt them, here come here they come again. Um, uh, as we all know, they're not healthy just yet. I believe uh, Julius Randle is still out. I do believe. Mm-hmm. I think OG Ananobi may still be out mm-hmm. as well. Out, yeah. um, but they should be coming back maybe the next couple of weeks or so. Um, I'm just get straight point to it. I know I do all the summarize and stuff. I'm not going to do that for them. Uh, I'm just going to say the question, which is, can a healthy Knicks team come out of the come out of the East? That's plain and simple. They got the Bucks, the Cavs, uh, the Celtics. Ooh, I almost forgot the number one team in the East. The Celtics, all above them. Can a healthy Knicks Knicks team win the Eastern Conference Finals and head to the finals? Okay, welcome. I'm gonna come to you first. Can they? Yes. Will they? No. They'll nick. And the Knicks will nick. Uh, I'm telling you that right now. The Knicks will, will be who they are. They're just going to be who they are, and they're going to find a way to not get it done. Um, to, to be for for short. I mean, they got the best, most, most talent that they had in quite some time. So you know, with Jalen Brunson playing mm-hmm. the way he's been playing, Josh Hart um, has been playing um, exceptionally well, and um, and then other the other pick up uh, the other uh, acquisitions that they have as well. Julius Randle is out. We're not sure what he's going to be, uh, of course, and uh, and OG is going is going to be out as well. But you, you bring them all in the mix, and they're all healthy. I think I just I just think the Celtics are too strong for him. I don't think there's going to be enough. I don't think they're going to be able to to uh, gain any cohesiveness, if you will, in yeah. time um, in order to make that run. To be honest with you, because if they do come back, meaning those you know OG and and, and Julius Randle, I, I just think it's going to be. Um, uh, it's just gonna be too late. Uh, it's gonna be too late for them to to uh, to, to mesh and to gel uh, to get it done. So I'm gonna say no. They're not. They're not gonna do it. They're not gonna do it in my opinion. Yeah. Um. They look fun right now. I'm not gonna lie. This is one fun team to watch, and I have not said that about the Knicks in many, 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 <clears throat> many, many, many years. I keep going on and on. And on. Um, I know. Yes, I'm a Sixers fan, but if I see a fun, exciting team. I love basketball first. Um, then I have to give him their credit. Jalen Brunson, my goodness, is he a star? You know, I think I had to apologize to him when they signed him because I thought he would be a number two. He has shown and proven he is the number one um, and scores and carries his team just like a number one should. <clears throat> I love how I love the chemistry on the court when they're playing together. Um, I think they have great coaching. But when it comes to playoff time, we know playoffs are a different monster. You know, you could run up and down a court in a regular season. It's half-court game. Do I think they had the players to play the half-court game? I do. I, I really do. Um, I love OG Ananobi and what he brings to this team and the fact that you don't have to create any plays for him. No, he he could just figure it out on his own and score when he needs to <clears> grab rebounds and play good, effective defense when he needs to. I just think I'm not trying to come out the ca- – Come at the Cowboys, but they're going. Cowboys fans are going to think I'm coming at them this time. But I think they kind of have a cowboy effect in my mind. You know, when it comes yeah, to nick. the playoff, right? Like they're you said, K. Walk, they going nick. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but I never said that. So I had to say the cowboy effect. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when it comes down to the playoffs, it's going to be a some dumb, stupid mistake that they're going to make. It's not going to be necessarily because of the coaching or because of the lack of talent. I think it's just going to be due to the lack of IQ that's going to create some stupid issue. We've seen Julius Randle do this every playoff he's ever been in or getting close into the playoffs. A big turnover you shouldn't have uh, in this particular moment. Uh, just a missed opportunity. Maybe the inbounds, not in the ball properly. Shot clock violation for no reason. I'm hoping Jalen Brunson can change that. I'm hoping OG and Anobly can change that because I would really like to see how far they could go. Uh, I'm only saying this because if Joel and B don't come back, the Sixers ain't got a chance in heck at all. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm excited for this this young, very good team. But I just don't think they're going to get over that hump because it's going to be some stupid lack of IQ decision that's just going to mess them up and cause them to lose in the playoffs. But Jay, your thoughts? Yeah, look, I I think Britt, I I don't I just don't think they're good enough. Like I don't know if it'll be because they they do something stupid or because they nick <laughs> you guys are joking about. I just don't think they're good enough. Like mm-hmm. I know Jalen Brunson has, is playing really well, but I don't know. Like to me, I, he's I just I don't know. Like I think if I look at Boston, like their best players are better than the Knicks best players. If Embiid and Maxi are healthy, I like them better than the Knicks' best players. Mm-hmm. I like Dame and Giannis better than the Knicks' best players. So I just don't think they're good enough. Uh, and I, I don't necessarily think it's because that they'll fumble it. If they lose, it'll probably be because they lost to a team that's just better than they are. So, no, I, I don't think they can come out of the East, and I don't think they will come out of the East. But Jay, it's okay to beat teams that to that to, that are that are better than you. Look at the Knicks. I mean, look at the uh, look at the Heat last year. Yeah, they yeah. Clearly beat every team that was better than them last yeah, year. I, 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 I get that. I I'm I'm with you there, K Walk. But I guess the only thing I'm saying is like when when they're when gonna we say they're gonna nick. To me, that sounds like it's you should have won, but you didn't. Whereas like if you come into a game or mm-hmm. series and you're not favored to win and that you lose. Yeah. Are you really nicking or are you just getting beat by a yeah, team? Yeah, because you're not winning. You? So if you're not winning, you're nicking. <laughs> no, I don't know, man. I, I get like when people used to say that about Clemson, like you're Clemsoning when they would lose football mm-hmm. games that they were supposed to win. I, I understood that because they were favored, they were the better team on paper. Like if the Knicks lose to the Celtics, can we blame them for that? Like the Celtics have a better team. You could, but did, yeah. what, what about the Heat though? Last year, they, you, did you did the you heat, have the heat? the heat went on a great run? That's I what mean, I'm saying. But, where, run, uh, is, but is that is that? Let me ask you this question, Jay: Is this year's Knicks team more talented than last year's Heat team? In your opinion, more talented than last year's Heat team? This heat team, yeah. I think they're I comparable. So. I think they're comparable. I, okay. I would say I they're think- probably comparable. I think they're you, oh wait a minute. I'm not I'm, as high on Brunson as maybe some other though. people are. I'm just gonna say it. Like I, I I don't have Brunson in that star category for me. I think he's a very good player. I don't think he's I don't think if he's your best player, I don't think you're winning the championship. Whereas if Jimmy Butler is your best player, I think you might have a better shot, even though he's not preferably my number one guy either. Right. I think he's a better one than Brunson is. Okay. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, sitting, I'm, sitting here, I'm, sorry, I'm sitting here thinking because I, I think the Knicks could get past the Bucks. Like, I, I do. I, I don't see, look, I know the Bucks have Giannis. I know they have Damian Lillard. Um, oh, my goodness. Who's the other guy they still have, guys? I can't think of his name right now. It's not coming to my mind. Oh, wow. They got the big guy. Um, I know he's talking about the, the, the Now Bobby guy. Portis, the Middleton, guy. Middleton. Middleton, yes. Middleton, um, yeah. Yes, they still have Middleton. But my problem with the Bucks is, first of all, your coach is Doc Rivers. Uh, <laughs> now that's shot fired. Buck. Buck. Um, and I don't care what Austin <laughs> Rivers got to say. He always wanted to defend his daddy. <laughs> um, and I get it. Look, I get it. Um, but they don't play any defense whatsoever. It's very rare you see good quality defense. And I think a team like the Knicks, who can play both sides of the uh, basketball, uh, I'm not going to say very well, but they play much better than the Bucks do. Um, I think they can get past the Bucks. I do agree, Jay. The, the Celtics are another monster. I, I do think they are another monster, but the Celtics can get got too because the Celtics, the problem with the Celtics is they're always expected to win, but they don't have the consistency to win. And we've seen that every single year. That's why they lost to the Heat. They were expected to beat the Heat last year, but that inconsistency, my goodness. And we see t- games where Jason Tatum shoots five for 35 so that's my problem we've seen games where Jalen Brown turns the ball over five times um and that may not have a great shooting night so their consistency is not necessarily the best so that's why I say the Knicks could possibly get there do I think they will no because I do have the Celtics coming out which I hate to say that being a Sixers fan but I have to be real um but I definitely think the Knicks could get a team like the Bucks. I'm not that impressed with the Bucks, in my opinion. The only issue I have with the Knicks, because and this has been my consistent NBA opinion over the years, is I think you when the game's on the line, when the money's on the line, you gotta have a, a superstar that can say, "Give me the ball and get out of the way." I'm just not that confident that Randall or Brunson can get get it done when all the chips are on the table. That's all I'm saying. Like with Steph, with KD, with guys like that, like I know like whether KD's going to make or miss the shot, when the game's on the line, he's going to get the shot off that he wants to get off. Now, make or miss, we'll see. Like I can see Brunson dribbling around and shooting some left hand <laughs> fall away. Like I'm just not confident <laughs> in that. That's no, no, right? all his <laughs> dribbling. Like I don't know. I'm hating on Brunson a little bit. I, I don't want to do that because he is a very, very good mm-hmm. player. I just don't think he's – game on the line all the chips on the table give me the ball i'm going to win the game for you he's just not he's not that guy for me uh so that's why i'm not that high on him i'll say this about brunson he showed it the last so many games i know what happened last night i think it was detroit in the knicks that we that's a different conversation yeah i don't think the knicks should have won that or that game should at least went to overtime but that's yeah but brunson has showed throughout this season he could be the type of guy, give me the ball, I'm going to go get the last shot. He has made a couple uh, game-winning shots this year. So, <clears> remember, this is only, what, year two, I think, with the Knicks? I think this is year two with them. So, mm-hmm. yeah. this is his year yeah. to really show us that he's that superstar-type player for the Knicks, not for the league, guys, for the Knicks, <laughs> um, like his contract says he is. So, I'm going to give him a chance. I don't want him to go nowhere because, again, I'm a Sixers fan. I don't want the Knicks. They're, they're our rivals for real rivals. I don't want them to go nowhere, but I have to give them respect where respect is due. 
and they do have one of my favorite players in OG and Anobly who plays incredible basketball, especially defensively. So that's all I'm going to say to that. Any <laughs> final thoughts on these wonderful, uh, not so wonderful knickerbockers? Okay, well, where are you at on Brunson? Where, where I, I mean, I like him. I, I, I'm kind of leaning towards how, how Britt feels about him. I, okay. I, I do, man. I mean, he's he's shown to me that he's consistent scorer, man. He's up there in what mid, um, you know, high twenties, low thirties, um, consistently every night. Um, I watch him as much as I possibly can, man. And he he really, as much as I dislike the Knicks too, Britt, he he is a baller, Jay. He is a okay. baller. Is he a superstar? No, I think he is earning that contract, though, uh, Britt. I think mm-hmm. he does. He is earning that contract, whatever category that puts you in, superstars, all-star, whatever that category puts you in, as far as that contract goes, he's earned that. So, yeah, I'm I'm high on him, too. Jay. Okay. I, mm-hmm. I think he's the the biggest star on the Knicks. That's what I'm going to say. He, to ain't me, he's not. That ain't hard to beat. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, that's still respect for him, so – I don't think I don't put him in that big time superstar player in the league, you know, like a Giannis or I don't put him up there that tier nah. one. No, maybe no, he's, I think he's on the verge of that tier two type of star. Maybe, maybe I got to reevaluate my tier ones and tier twos and tier threes because he might be that tier two to three. So. But we'll I would see. say tier three. Yeah, He's on the fence between tier two and tier three. I'm agree. I'm agree with right. you. So, guys, before we head into break, because we get ready to go into break, uh, we just got a salute from Man Down Sports. Just want to shout out Mel. I was actually on his show Friday, uh, this past Friday, which is a pretty cool show as well. But thank you for having me once again. But our guy from Man Down Sports, we got to get you on this show soon. I yes. said it live yep. on our show now. So, Mel from Man Down Sports, you know it's official. We're going to get you on here soon. All right, guys, let's head into break. When we come back, I'm going to get back into some NFL, and we're going to continue our fun. Um, but <laughs> I don't know why I'm goofy right now. It's just about to need to laugh for some reason. <laughs> um, but, guys, if you are watching this live right now, please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel at um, the Sideline Speak, at the Sideline Speaks. Also, share our YouTube channel. We are also on X, aka Twitter, at the Sideline Speaks, and anywhere you can get your podcast. Um, and again, if you comment, ask us questions live on air, we will do our best to respond uh, during the show. But you guys are watching the Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore. David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. Welcome 
Welcome back. Welcome back to the Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Guys, I do not know if I sound like a frog, but my goodness, it must be this weather change because my throat <laughs> is on like turn, twist, turn knots all around. No, you don't sound like my Patrick Holmes. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> frog. Is that what they say? Term, like, term frog? <laughs> um, so I'm trying not to clear my throat here, but uh what the mute buttons for my tea and water seems to not be working right now. But let's get this going. Um, so prior to the break, I said I want to go back to the NFL because this week. Um, I know they had a lot of press conferences this week, but officially on Thursday, the NFL Draft Combine officially starts. Told y'all, so a lot goes on in the NFL offseason, a lot of exciting stuff. So all I want to know is, do you guys watch it? And if so, what is your favorite, I should say, position group versus event? Jam, I'm going to come to you first. I do watch it, Britt. I'm not like locked in on every second of it, but I, I definitely do watch watch the combine. I, I like watching something about the 40 yard dashes that I, I still like watching, especially when like the big offensive and defensive linemen are running. Just something about a 300 pounder running four six or four seven. Like it's just it, right. people don't realize how hard that is. So I, I do enjoy that. And I know you said not necessarily our favorite drill, but my favorite thing to watch is the receivers when they do that drill where they run like straight across oh, the field oh, and they oh, catch yep. it from, from both sides <laughs> and, try, and they're getting, oh, balls are being thrown at them from every angle. Like that, that's a good test for me of, of just pure catchers of the football. So I definitely enjoy watching that drill as well. But yeah, Britt, I'll watch it. I won't watch every second of it, but it'll definitely be on the TV for sure. I am a off-season nerd, I like to say. I watch every second, every minute <laughs> of the show. And I actually hate the fact that Deion Sanders is no longer a part of the uh, NFL draft yeah. combine when the uh, DBs come up. Because I used to love watching him and you know him commentate. But yeah, I watch every second. I record it. If I can't catch it live, then I will sit back and watch all what is like six hours. It's long. Yeah, I will lot, watch all six hours of it. <laughs> right, it's all day long, basically. Um, but my favorite position, I love watching the big boys, their athletic big boys do their thing. Like, I really do. Doesn't matter if it's the 40 time, when they show the broad jump, the vertical jump, and then when they go into their different events and watching them trying to change direct directions. <laughs> Half the time I'm laughing because those are some big bodies trying to switch direct directions and um in uh, a drop of a dime. So, but I, I love watching the, the big boys do their thing. K Walk. Yeah, you already know my favorite. Um, yeah, I, I do watch it. I mean, I, I'm I watch it for sure. I watched the lineman, just um, just the the offensive lineman, the defensive lineman. I don't watch the 40s for offensive linemen because I really don't see the point of them running 40s. You know, they're not going to run 40 yards. But I, I love the way they, you know, they have their drills when they pull left and right, um, things of that mm-hmm. nature. That is, you know, that's significant and you know, in the game. Uh, itself. Um, D lineman, you know, of course you want to see how many times these guys can put up 225 pounds as well. That's always uh, an, an eye opener for me, but um, yeah, I, I watch it. I only watch the, the receivers, quarterbacks and, and, and D backs um, uh, that particular day. I think it's usually day three, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken, they may have changed it up, but um, I, I like that. I just want to see the receivers, what they look like quarterback arm strength against 
you know, players. I don't like to watch them, you know, on air. I got caught up with that, you know, that the quarterback's making certain throws against air. There's no yeah. defenders and no, yeah. no, no receivers coming out of bricks, things of that nature. So, um, yeah, so, you know, receivers are my favorite. I love to watch the uh, the D-backs and, and, and receivers go one-on-one because that gives you a true test of what they're gonna actually going to look like and mm-hmm. what type of routes they run and the cornerbacks, what type of footwork they have, and if they can keep their hands off of uh, off the receivers as well. So um, I'm tuning in for the most part. Um, this year I'm not going to be tuning in, but I might have to record it because – this year, I'm actually working from home. We're in the past. I mean, I'm working at in the office. I used to work from home, so it gave me an opportunity to watch it as, <laughs> as much as I could. But now that I'm in the office, I'm going to have to record it or just steal some company time and watch it on my phone. Things of that nature. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that, those are my favorite uh, events, and I, I watch it as much as I possibly can for sure. Are there? Do you have? Now I know this wasn't part of our our, our list here, but. Do you have a least favorite event or a least favorite position group? Uh, to answer, doesn't matter. Um, a least favorite event? Not really. Uh, I I think I think there's I think some of some of the events don't necessarily translate to to how well how good of a football player you can be. So I always worry about scouts putting too much stock in some of the things that may or may not matter. And I know some of it, they're just testing to see like what kind of athlete you are. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, like, like the, like that, the standing long jump, for example. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I I get, you're trying to test my explosiveness. What kind of athlete am I? But to me, there's not a whole lot of translation from that into the actual football Mm -hmm. game because some guys can test well and they're, they can't play. And other guys are just football players and they might not put up great testing numbers, but when you strap the helmet on, they can just play football. So some, some of the events, Britt, I always wonder, like, how does this help you figure out if I can actually play football? Right. Uh, but no, I, I don't think I, I have a least favorite Brit, but I do look at some of it kind of like with a side eye. Yeah. yeah, I think for me, it's I'm gonna go right to the position group. I'm gonna say quarterback. I know a lot of people are like, huh? Um, it's, it's to me, it's just boring in this type of uh, uh, setup. You know, like K-Walk said, you're just doing it against nobody. You know, I want to see you get a little bit of pressure. I like to see them more in maybe the, uh, is what is it? Um, is it the shrine? No, the shrine bro. Is that high school or college? That's East uh, West Shrine Bowl. Yeah, that's East, yeah, that's, that's yeah. college. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. how I was so just watching West, before we came on there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, shrine bowl. I like to watch those guys in that, or just watch film to be honest with you, because to me the combine doesn't really show me much um except for you have you could throw about 80 yards down the field that's that's really it because most of those guys can throw to where that cone is for the most part yeah um you know i want to see it it just in a different type of format i don't care they have robots coming after you the little robotic (laughs) stick thing after you making you move a little bit more then maybe i get a little more intrigued to it but to me it's, it's a little boring so i just watch the tape on the quarterbacks or just wait until they get drafted into the NFL for me. Um, but the other guys, I, I, I pretty much like, but I, I'm basically in agreement with you, Jay. Um, a lot of that stuff is just to test their athleticism, not really yeah. if they could play this particular position. Yeah. All right, guys, let's move on to the next topic. And this is what I'm going to call it, the NFL QB needy teams, maybe needy teams. So I have a list of teams here and I just, need you to tell me whether they should keep 
the current player that they have or re-sign the current player they just had, or if they should have other options. The other options is looking to the draft or look at free agency. If you have an idea of a player from the draft or free agency, please just let us know. If you don't, that's okay as well. All right. Um, so the first team we're going to go is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right up the Pennsylvania Turnpike from where I'm at. Four hours, about eight hours. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, maybe six. No, I think it's like five and a half, six. Um, should they keep quarterback Kenny Pickett? Because I do not, he's not a free agent. He's still signed some. Should they keep quarterback Kenny Pickett or look at draft or the free agency? Uh, let's see. Jam, I'm going to come to you first. I've, I think <clears throat> they should do both, Britt. I think they should keep Pickett, but mm-hmm. I also think if they can get a guy, Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe I've been hearing some whispers about Russell Wilson going to Pittsburgh. I don't know if he fits like Pittsburgh, the Steel City, blue collar, tough. Like I, I don't know if like if he fits that mold. But I think if you can have Pickett as a backup or or you know let him compete for the job. But if you if you have an opportunity to get a guy like Russ, uh, I, I think if you're the Steelers, you got to go after him. So I, I think they should do both. I'm not ready to throw in the towel on Pickett yet. But if you can upgrade at the position, I think you have to do it. Okay. K-Walk, your thoughts? Um, yeah, I think they should keep – I think he is Pittsburgh City. Uh, Steeler ready, Jay. Yeah, Pittsburgh – yeah, that city. He played at Pitt. You know, he's playing in Pittsburgh. So I think he's built for that. I just don't think he's talented enough to, uh, you know, to, to, to be there and get those guys, you know, over the hump. Mm-hmm. Um I, you know, I know that I'm a, this, I, this, this name is going to be consistent with a lot of these teams. I'm going, we're going to talk about Brit and, you know, maybe they could pull a deal out of, you know, out of their hat and, and get Justin Fields. I think that'll be a, a good fit for them if they can pull a trade off of, you know, to, to get him somehow. I don't know what they have to offer uh, Chicago right now, but I think that'll be the, uh, the, the best fit, uh, you know, for them. But I definitely agree with Jay where you have to upgrade that position if you if you if you can you know don't stay don't, you know don't make a trade or make a deal or bring a guy in who's just as good as him or right. not as good as him you know you don't want to do that you don't want to give mm-hmm. up any type of commodity just to stay in pack if you will um so yeah i agree with jay if you have the opportunity to upgrade there definitely do so um but i think kenny pickett is just going to be um, you know, a 500 quarterback, or oh, well, they can't be 500 quarterback, you know, just above 500, which is below 500, yeah. um, you know, type of team with him at quarterback. So while we're talking, we have a couple of comments going on here, and it's from Simply Ball Dropping uh, podcast. Um, and he basically was saying he thinks that Russell Wilson will be a good fit for Pittsburgh. Um, now, he did say, I disagree with Jason. I don't know if that was a I can't exactly remember what part, and I apologize. Simply ball dropping. If you just want to elaborate on what exactly what part you disagree, I, with. he may have he may have been disagreeing with the fact that I because because hey, well, I was talking about Russ when I said I don't know if he's Pittsburgh. Like I don't. Oh know. oh oh okay okay okay. Russ okay. is um still city blue collar, okay. and maybe he's disagreeing with that, saying that he thinks Russ would would actually be a good fit in Pittsburgh. So I, okay. I think, I think that right. might be what he's saying. Gotcha. And then he also said, um, whoops, wait, yes, yep, he said, okay. yes, that part. <laughs> he also <laughs> said, <laughs> Pickett, uh, Kenny Pickett does not move the needle. Um, I agree with you guys. I, I don't think Penny, I'm, I'm about to say, Penny yeah, same Pickett. difference. I don't know how I'll switch the two letters, yeah. but Penny 
Kitty Piggy. Yeah. Here it is. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, that's how much he, that's how good his game is worth. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think he moves the needle neither. Um, I think they have a lot of talent over there, a lot of young talent, um, good receivers, good running back. Um, great coaching and Mike Tomlin. Yeah, I just backs. I think they need to go to that next level as far as a quarterback. I'm not sure if they're gonna find it in free agency, to be honest with you. I think they need to look towards the draft. I'm not exactly sure what's positioned or they're p- picking in the draft. Um, so it's gonna be interesting. Maybe they could trade up to get one of those. It's about it's it's pretty, I think, top-heavy when it comes to quarterbacks. I know it's a lot of, like, J.J. McCarthy, I think it's considered to be top 12, top 10, top 12, somewhere in that range, something like that. Because um, I don't think they're going to be able to get to Caleb Williams or Drake May, so they got to go matter. to that next tier. Um, they need somebody. In my opinion, this draft, this this quarterback draft class is, is blind best for me. I really believe that. But I don't know if we're going to talk about that, but so I'm not going to sit my hand. But I, I don't think they're going to find it in the draft, not, at least not this next couple of years anyway. Well, if they go this year. Um, I, don't, I guess we'll have to find out and see. But they got to do something because I just don't yeah, think of course, of course. it is that guy. All right, guys, let's move on to the next team. So we have the Atlanta Falcons. Just hired Raheem Morris as their new head coach. Decent young talent. Well, should they keep Desmond Ritter? Or look at the draft or free agency. K Walk. <laughs> so we know your answer. K Walk. Hey, tell us. My bad. They, they, this might be this Talk might be worse than the Pittsburgh situation, <laughs> right, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. They definitely gotta go out, outside of uh, you know, outside of what they currently have. We we seen the quarterback carousel the, that that revolving door uh this past season. So yeah, they don't they don't know who they are, you know, Tyler Lott, I mean not Tyler Tyler, Tyler Henneke, um, you know, Ritter. Um, I forget who else they 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 had there as well that started a game or two this year. So yeah, they definitely gotta go outside of that organization to find uh their quarterback. Justin Fields trying to find a package, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to continue. That name is going to be consistent with me this uh, this evening. Uh, Justin Fields, Russ, Russ, Russ might be a good fit there mm-hmm. um, as well. Um, you got you got Kurt uh, Cousins as well. Um, you know, coming um, off of that, I know he's coming off that Achilles injury, but I think it's a good fit because the Atlanta Falcons are they're they're a really talented team, man. And you you look at what they have there, man. You, you know, one of the most underused guys there um, is. Um, is the tight end over there? Um, yeah. in Florida yeah. from Florida. Um, um, and then of course they, uh, you know, they have their their running back there and Drake London um, a, as well. They have talent there. They just don't have anyone to get them uh, get them the ball. So um, I think Russ would be a good fit there. Um, I don't think Russ is going to be back with Denver as much as he wants to be back in Denver. I know we, I may have jumped the gun a little bit there, Britt, but um, I, I think Russ will be a good fit. Kurt and again my guy Justin Fields as well. Yeah, um, I agree. I don't think Desmond Ritter is the guy. Um, I, I think I would love a Justin Fields over there. He's young. Kyle Pitts. So I'm sorry, Kyle Pitts. Yeah, <laughs> just came to me. Just came to me. Um, I think he he's young. I think um, he'll grow with the other guys, and hopefully they can utilize um, Kyle. Like you just said, you just said his name, Kyle Pitts, yeah. much much better. My goodness, I don't understand how you had this talent. On Once. your offense, and you don't even give this man the ball. I don't get it. It blows my mind. I, I just don't get it. Um, but I know they still have Drake London, uh, a talented receiver, and then you have John Madison, who's the monster back already in his rookie year, and he's only going to get better. 
Um, there are things they have to improve upon, of course, to really help uh, Justin Fields, like that offensive line. They definitely going to have to improve upon, but I think they have a good start in getting Raheem Morris as that head coach. Jay, your thoughts? No, I, I agree. Look, the Falcons are better than people think they are, right? They lost a bunch of games this year by just one possession. And um, I think if they had a guy playing the position, some of those games could have went a different way. Um, the one thing we know for sure about this league is you cannot win if you don't have somebody at the quarterback position that can manage the game and win you football games. And the Falcons just don't have it right now. So, no. yes, they have to move on. You guys have both said it. I think Justin Fields would be a perfect fit in Atlanta with, with Pitts, with B. John Robinson, with some of the other talent they have on the offense. I think that that could be huge for the Falcons. So, yeah, they, they need to move on, and they need to try to get Justin Fields down here for sure. Uh, Simply Ball, Simply Ball Dropping Podcast said Justin Fields is their per- perfect fit. And, yes, Simply Ball Dropping Podcast, yes, I did see your DM. Just, I'm, I'm going to respond to you, so don't, don't get on me. <laughs> I seen it, though. I seen it, like, today, to be honest with you. Um, And we're going to definitely <clears throat> get you on soon. Uh, So we'll, we'll – We'll, we'll discuss that later. Um, all right, guys, let's go to the next <laughs> one. He was getting on me, not getting on me, but you know, yeah, let's get him on. Let's get him like, on. Hey, hey, don't forget about some good opinions, I didn't, so I didn't forget about you. I didn't forget <laughs> about you. Um, uh, all right, let's do a couple more teams and then we'll go into break and then Jay will take over. Um, uh, I'm not going to do the Broncos since K Walk tried to spoil that a little bit. I'm uh, not bad. I'm bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's do. Hmm. Let's do the Patriots. Let's do the Patriots because I feel like Mick Jones, his first year was doing okay. And then he kind of just fell off a little bit. Some people are still trying to hang on and others are just saying, get rid of them. But should the Patriots, in your opinion, should they keep Mac Jones or should they look elsewhere? K.O., I'm going to come to you first. Yeah, I'm a still Jay's thing on here. Like we use Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think you keep Mac Jones just like you keep Kenny Pickett. But if you can find a way to upgrade there, you you definitely do that. I, I think he's just not. And I think he's in the wrong system right now. I really, I really believe that. I think he's a good quarterback, but he's mm-hmm. not going to be that guy that's going to teach it to change the game for you. Going to mm-hmm. get you over that hump. Uh, well, they got a, a few humps to get over, not just one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I definitely think if you can go out there and, and you can get one of these these quarterbacks that are, that are free agent or make a trade for some of these backups because there are quality out there. Um, I'm not going to say Justin Field because I don't want him going there. I, I definitely don't want to see no. him in a New England Patriot. That's just going to be a waste of talent, in, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, if you can if you can find a way uh, um, to, to to get a, a guy in there, um, I forget who's their offensive coordinator now. I don't even I have to look that up. I, um, I dropped the ball on that, no pun intended. But um, to see who's uh, who's available, who's going to get that offense, um, you know, clicking, uh, if you will, um, just to make them somewhat you know, relevant um, in that AFC East uh, uh, for sure. I know you got the Bills, you got the you got the Dolphins, mm-hmm. you got the Jets with Aaron Rodgers coming back as well. Um, so just someone that, you know, I, I don't have a name for you right now because Justin Fields has been the name that I could use. He'll fit anywhere, but I just don't want to see him there. Um, you know, maybe Kirk Cousins there. Um, 
who else is coming off of a contract? I'm just right now. Uh, now maybe he brings Sam Darnold in and back up. He was a backup for the uh, the uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, for my 49ers, and you know he's looking like he's going to be on the market. Maybe bring him in and then draft and try to move up in the draft to get one of these young quarterbacks. I think that may, may be their best route there. Yeah, that's 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 interesting. Jay, your thoughts? Can I say I don't care? That's I thought I did say that. I thought I did say that. Honestly, like with Brady gone and Belichick gone, like the yeah. Patriots to me are the the most yeah. uninteresting team in the league. Yeah. I, I don't know, Britt. I, I would. I think kind of like what K. Walk said. Mac Jones is he's what he is. Like he's yeah. not getting anybody excited he's not gonna do anything great but if you're just looking for somebody to hold on to the rope he can probably hold on to it mm-hmm. but that rope ain't really going anywhere yeah. um i don't know maybe draft bo Nix. see if you can get the oregon quarterback there bo Nix in there let let him run around and <laughs> try to help the Seriously. team i don't That's know exactly what he'll be yeah, doing that, that, might, that might be something <laughs> they can look at um i'm gonna kind of agree with uh simply ball dropping on this one honestly uh he said mac jones and that belichick system was not working i think mac jones under mayo he will turn it around um he also said alex van pelt who i think is the new offensive coordinator there alex van pelt there's a or or uh let's see the oc i'm assuming he's the oc or the um the or the qb coach the qb coach yeah yeah qb coach um say he will help jones out I don't know. I just think with a new system, they're going to have a new system with Mayo as the head coach now. Um, you got a new offensive coordinator, new QB coach. Um, maybe they could create a system that better fits Mac Jones and his abilities, his skill set, skill set to really help him succeed. And maybe we could get more of that rookie year Mac <clears> Jones <throat> that we've seen prior. I say give him one more year to see how he develops over the uh, offseason, see what he's able to do next year. And then after um, – this coming season, now you're going to determine whether we keep him for the long time, long term, or um, uh, look look elsewhere, look at other options. Any final thoughts, guys? No, 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 not on them, not on them. The Patriots might be back. Okay, maybe not. Yeah. Um, yeah. all right, guys, we're going to head into break. When we come back, Jay will take over. Um, to have more fun and talk some more sports, of course. And again, please subscribe, like, and comment to our YouTube channel at the Sideline Speaks. Okay, well, was that a pen? What's going on here? That wasn't me. Your hand. I thought you was giving us a signal or something. <laughs> oh no, I was scratching my, I was scratching my wrist. So. Oh, oh, okay. My bad. <laughs> I was like, wait, is there a signal? I'm so scared. No, my bad. Uh, my bad. <laughs> um. You know we live. You can't be doing these little. I know. I, was, I, I didn't think it was picked up on the camera. My bad. My bad. Uh, please like, comment, subscribe to our YouTube channel at the Sideline Speaks. Again, we are also on X, aka Twitter at Sideline Speaks, and we're also anywhere you can listen to your podcast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, as well as Apple Podcasts. I know Google Podcasts is soon to be changing. I don't think they changed just yet, though. Um, I think it changes next month or so. Um, and please share. We really greatly appreciate it. We're on a roll to continue to build our subscribers. Um, so please share our channel as well. You guys are listening to the sideline speech with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up 
You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. All right, welcome back to the Sideline Speaks. Brittany Jones, Kevin Walker, and Jason Collins. All right, guys, I want to get into a couple topics that have kind of been in the news this week. And I want to start with Cam Newton. I'm, I'm sure you guys have seen the video of some, I guess they're kids. They look like kids at the football camp who tried to jump Cam uh, oh, at the camp. Um, just just a bad scene, a bad look overall for, for these kids to try to attack Cam. But this isn't even the first time we've seen some of the, the youth be disrespectful toward Cam and some of their comments and things like that at these football camps. So it was just kind of a crazy situation. But K-Walk, what were your thoughts on that situation? And, and is it time for Cam to maybe stop doing some of these camps? Because it's getting out of control. <clears throat> no, I don't think it's time to, for him to stop doing the camps because he's, he's doing it for, uh, you know, positive reasons. He's trying to get these mm -hmm. young kids. But Cam has to stop doing is, is bringing himself down to these, these kids level um, when it comes to that. Because you, you mentioned, Jay. This generation, I'm sorry, man. This generation of kids and this, um, these young kids, they just don't seem to have any I mean, any respect for any of the, the, the people who have, you know, laid the foundation, if you will. Um, especially with Cam. Cam is one of my favorite players of all time, up until he, you know, started talking to my man Brock. But that's just that's a story. <laughs> but that's a topic for a different day. But no, but I, but I love how Cam handled it, though. You know, because I did watch that video of not the, just the, the most recent one. I saw that, but the one I went back to. To see the other one and the and the guy the kids calling him washed up and things yeah. of that nature and, and yeah. the cam just fall right into the trap and that's these what the kids want to do they want to get you you know talking junk and you know possibly putting hands on you and then they can sue you know that type deal you know how you know how it goes but um this time you know uh you know i cam I was impressed with Cam, how he handled it. Um, Cam was the first. I mean, I think my buddy E. Scott put it on. And I was thinking the same thing when I first saw it. Like, this dude didn't even, put, he didn't even hit anybody. All he was <laughs> doing was just he was beating everybody's butt, but he didn't even hit anybody. Yeah, yeah, man. But, yeah, I, I think it's – I mean, I just would think – I think Cam just has to approach it differently and not fall – into the trap of, you know, with these kids talking and, you know, because he's still a competitor, he still has that itch right. and he still feels like he can play. Um, and these kids feel like, you know, you're not on any to anybody's team, so they're going to bait you and, you know, things of that nature. You're a washed up guy, this and that. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to waste my time on a, on a washed up quarterback. I think that's one of one of the, the young kids say, and, and Cam goes back and forth with these guys, but um, definitely continue to do it because he is he is he is uh, preaching positivity, um, you know, with these camps and trying to get these kids better and get them in the right situation. I just think I just don't think he has to to fall into the trash talking aspect of it because that's not why you're there, bro. That's not why you're there because you know it's not about you; it's about the kids. So a lot of kids be the kids up until, but I, I understand that. He doesn't want these kids to be disrespectful at the same time. He does have to he does have to teach them respect at the same time he's teaching them the game of football. Because if anything the football does, it teaches you a lot of different things. And respect and discipline um, are, are, are one of the two the main um, 
characteristics that you have to uh, have to have um, and to, to succeed in the game of football. Britt, what were your thoughts? Um, well, come to find out, it wasn't just all kids. It was a couple, I think, were coaches that were a part of his league. I think he has some sort of league. Um, and, you know, Cam has his team within his league and then the other coaches, and they were jarring back and forth. Um, I hope he doesn't stop. I don't want him to stop. I think our community, most importantly, needs it. Um, but I will say to our own community, um, we have to be better. Uh, we definitely have to be better because we're always looking for someone from our areas where we grew up in to make it out, you know, and then hope that once they make it out, they reach back to us. But when they reach back to us, this is what we do. So we have to definitely get better. You know, Cam is actively and constantly in these, in our communities, just trying to reach back, just trying to create a positive platform, um, just trying to put positivity back into to our, uh, our kids and, and people that look just like us. So I think from all perspectives, we all have to get better. We all have to um, improve, you know, within ourselves um, and just help each other grow. But this particular situation, um, yeah, it's just, it's just a bad look for me, just for all sides. It was a bad look. Like, it, it can't happen. This type of stuff cannot happen, you know? And you had kids there, you know? Um, these were technically grown men, you know? Yeah. Uh, like I said, from my understanding, these were coaches or, you know, youth coaches, whatnot. Um, and it, it's just it was a bad look. But I got to give him credit because I'm still curious, and I don't mean to change how I'm supposed to be Speaking on this, but his hat didn't move. Did y'all know? <laughs> nah, man. Nah, that was move. It didn't thing. even shift left or no. right. Most people yep. had to fly yep. off. Yeah, it didn't even shift. So I don't know what the heck he got on that hat. He had a glue down. I need that hat. But at the same time, you can't challenge Cam Newton. This man is six. How big is? Two hundred pounds. Like five, and he had about six guys on him, and yeah. they they were struggling just to move him. Um. <laughs> I mean, granted, he, he's used to going through 200, 300-pound people playing on a football field, so he is awfully strong. But getting back to my point, I just think we as a community just have to be better as a whole. Let's continue to help one another and not continue to try to tear down or or diminish one another. So, um, yeah, that's all I can say to it. And, and, Britt, and before you get started, Jay, Britt, and, and with that being said, it starts at home, especially with the kids. It starts Absolutely. at home. Absolutely. All right, it starts at home. That's all I'm going to say. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, no, you're right, man, because I, I don't understand, like, what, what has happened, like, over the last 25 years where kids have just become so disrespectful. Like, I don't get it, man. Like, K-Walk, think no. about, like, when we were playing youth football or even in high school, if a college guy would have came in and talked or if a pro athlete showed up, it was nothing but respect, listening, whether yeah. even if you knew who he was or not, yeah. like – he was on a different level than we were. So whatever yes. he did to get to that level, I'm, I'm going to take something in. Right. But these kids, man, they're just different. They don't care. Yes. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, you're not in the league anymore. You're a bum. Like, I mean, you, you're, you're not even going to make it to the league. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, it, I, 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 so the respect thing is just lost. But the thing I will say, and I know y'all said, like, he shouldn't stop doing these camps. And I think I agree, but. The only thing I'll say, like, when, when you have a situation like that that broke out, I mean, how easy is it for somebody to pull out a gun and start shooting, you mm -hmm. know? So you got, and yeah. then yeah. next thing you know, you're shot up or, or you end up losing your life over, over yeah. some nonsense. So 
I, I think if he's going to continue, there's going to have to be some kind of professional security. Like they're, they're yeah. going to have to right. t- tighten things up if he's going to continue to like just put himself in that in those environments, which he's obviously there for good. Yeah. But everybody that is that everybody else is there may not be there for the same reason. So I think he's going to have to tighten up security if he wants to keep doing it. I agree with you, K Walk. I thought he handled it well. Um, you know, cause it, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, s- s- something has to change with, with the, the youth and, on, and, and their parents yeah. too. Man. Yeah. So I'm saying so, Cam got to yeah. learn how to keep his mouth shut though. That's what Cam's problem is. Yeah. He's, a, he, he's yeah. a, he's a talker. That's his problem. <laughs> he yeah. He, he's a talker, man. He loves to talk. And so that, I mean, they, I think that's where he has to fall back on to make the situation not get out of hand or get to this, the level that has, has gotten to, because if it happened twice, and yeah. the common denominator is you. So you know, you gotta you gotta tone that down. I know you're a competitor, bro, but what are you competing about? What are you talking about? You can't you can't yeah. go back in the past, bro. You you, you yeah. prove what you prove. Go ahead. No, no, I, I 100% agree with that. Like, there's no point mm-hmm. for, like, in some of the other videos where he's arguing with the kids about this yeah. and that, but how much money he has. Or he does. Like, I'll pay your rent. I'm okay. a grown man. Like, I, I, why, why, I'm not going to argue with a child. That's like, this saying. is not something nope, I'm going nope. to do. So, I, I, I definitely think from that perspective, he's got to do a better job because once you engage in that, now they feel like they're on your level. You you've come exactly. down to their level, exactly. and you're arguing with the teenager about silly stuff. Whereas I'm not I'm not there to argue with you. I'm there to offer you something. Yes. You know? So right. I, I definitely think there could be some things that change on both sides. But hopefully, man, we don't we don't but, ever see something like that again. And, and that's why I said everybody has to yeah. get better in this yep, situation absolutely. because parents, Cam, because Cam is not innocent in this situation. I know it looked like a bunch of people attacking me, and they did. Like mm-hmm. nothing should ever resort to violence. Period. I don't care what's being thrown out there. I don't care what's being said. When you elevate it to violence, now you're talking about a whole nother, uh, uh different situation. Um, okay, well, what you about to say? No, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, uh, okay. No, no, so I think we all have to get better from this situation. Cam Newton, those coaches, um, everyone who was involved in this situation. And the fact is that y'all did this in front of kids. So this is what they're looking up to. And to me, that's part of the problem. Now yeah. we, so we <laughs> wondering why kids think it's okay to go to school and disrespect their teachers. No, you can't do that. Simply ball drop in. Podcast said this wouldn't, wait, this I think it's supposed to be. They, they, yeah. they wouldn't do this. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> they wouldn't do this to Andrew Luck or Carson Wentz. Y'all get where I'm coming from. I agree, but at the same time, yeah, I don't I'm not sure. Yeah. They were, I'm they not sure. Yeah. I agree, but I'm not sure if Andrew Luck or Carson Wentz are going to go to our communities to have these youth camps neither. Yeah. <laughs> they may, they may not. I don't see them there. So, um, but totally I, the the main point is we all have to get better. The pan- parents, yeah. the coaches, all of the adults in the room have to get better to be better mentors for these young kids. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Let's talk about another sort of hot topic that was in the news court storming. (laughs) We saw it a few weeks ago uh, when Caitlin Clark was somewhat injured by a fan in a court storming. I I thought that was a little bit theatrical, but nevertheless, and then we see it with Duke. uh, Is it Filipowski? Filipowski. Who, who, um, injured his knee a little bit again uh, with this court storming. Now they're saying, look, we got to ban court storming. It's not safe. Students don't belong on the court. 
K-Walk, what are your thoughts on court storming? Is it time to ban it? Um, I, I like court storming, and but I, to the extent where I think it has to be timed appropriately. I don't, I don't think that if you have court storming, you have to make sure that the before the, we allow the fans on the field, I mean, on the on the court. In this case, um, you've got to make sure that the players in their own and, and the opposition as well have cleared the court or have gotten out of harm's way. And then you can allow to do it. I, I think that the only reason why they're bringing this up, because you mentioned Caitlin Clark and that's Ash and, and obviously Filipowski as well. But this has been going on for years, ladies and gentlemen. This has been going on for years and years. It's a tradition in college, uh, college um, football, I mean, basketball. And sometimes in college football, you see it as well. A little mm -hmm. different there, a little bit more open space there. But nonetheless, I think you keep court stormy, but I think you just have to police it a little better, uh, monitor it a little better, you know, uh, you know, wait, you know, to have a, you know, I don't know, a moderator or whatever you want to call them, a mediator, you know, a security guard or guards, you know, to, to, to deem that these players are safe for you to storm the court now. So you can come on the court now. I love it because it's a great part of basketball, college basketball. So I love it, but I just think that it, it can't get out of hand, obviously. Now, would it have just been brought up if somebody else got hurt, if a, if a Joe Schmo off the bench got hurt? No. If, you know, we got Caitlin Clark and we got Dukes and Philip Hoskin. If you don't know, ladies and gentlemen, I'm a diehard Carolina Tar Heel fan Basketball comes when it comes to basketball. So, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, nonetheless, did you see Snyder's face? Did he look like he? Uh, you look like Rocky. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He looked like he wanted to cry to me. <laughs> but I'm glad he, I'm saying this all this, ladies and gentlemen, because he's been cleared. He's good. He's good to go. It's not serious. Yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm making a funny there. That's the reason why. But yeah, I think keep the court storming, but just to have them wait until the coast is clear, if you will. For lack of a better term, yeah. Look, I, I agree. I, yeah, I, I, I'm a Caitlin Clark fan. I, I agree hey. with that too. Yeah, I think right. you know she kind of leaned into it because no one falls like that. Like hey. if, if someone bumps into you, you don't spin around and fall. That's just not <laughs> how people fall. And some people are even saying I'm not one of them, but some people are saying Filipowski sort of initiated the con the contact. There's an overhead view where it yeah. looks like he stuck his foot out a it's little tight, bit yeah. and tried to like. So I think I think the players could do a little bit better job of just kind of getting out of the way. The coaches could like Duke knew they were going to lose that game. It, it's not like it came down yeah. to the last second. They didn't even have the ball the last possession. I don't think. No, could have got those guys off the court or just bring them over by the bench and you That's know what I'm saying. Get get them, so get everyone could have right. did a better job with it. I like court storming. I don't want them to ban it. it. And like K-Walk, I get your thing of give it a second, let people get off the court. But to me, that takes away from like the excitement of it. You it know, like, I get it. Jay. I get it. Hits. I'm just trying to play both sides I'm of the ready fence. To, I'm <laughs> ready to storm the court. And it's like, okay, hold on. I got to wait 30 seconds for everybody to get off the court. Like it just takes the, the excitement <laughs> and the fun out of it. So I, I'm going to say, it, don't change it. Keep it. And hope just do, the only thing I will say though, and somebody brought up a good point that people are running out onto the court holding their cell phones, yeah, trying yeah. to be part of you know, record what's happening, and maybe they're not as aware of bumping and running into people. So I do think the fans have a responsibility to try to be safe, but yeah. don't get rid of court. So it's it's part of college sports. But Britt, what say you? I'm with you guys on this one. I like court storm court storming. I like field storming. I like whatever other storming you can have in college sports. Like Jay said, it's it's exciting. It's it's a 
that adrenaline just flows through when your team does something great, does something special, um, especially when you're the underdog. That's like to me, that's one of the best ones, especially when you're the underdog. Right. Or Jay, like you said, the game winners and yeah. just it's yeah, over. You, do it. you know, but the players know this for hundreds of years. It's not like this is new for the last couple of years. They're gonna storm the court. So I got two choices. I could celebrate with them or I could just run off into the locker room myself right. and I don't have to deal with the nonsense. So um me personally, I wouldn't want to be a part of the court storming. I don't like crowds like that. And it gets wild. <laughs> <laughs> so I would be the one running into the locker room. But no, keep it. It's exciting. And to me, it's just a tradition in college sports. Yeah. Yeah, but just keep in mind, too, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not coming to Duke's fan. I mean, Duke's um, um, defense by any stretch of the imagination. But there was 0.8 seconds left on the clock. So, uh, you know, that's why I say give him a little bit of time. Make sure everything's yeah. clear. But <laughs> yeah. you know what? <laughs> Yeah, you're right, Kim. Like, I don't want to be irresponsible about this because <laughs> people can get hurt because some of those fans were like running as fast and as hard yeah, as they could. Like, and and you can to what, get though? injured. I'm that way. Where right. Are they running to? Right. I, I didn't understand. Like, some of them were in a full sprint. So yeah. I get it. it. It can be a dangerous situation. So they got to figure that part out, but don't don't take it out of the game. It's it's fun. Um here we go. So it says fun. the thing about it, Wake Forest. Coach called timeout to have security put in place before the yeah. storming. That's, that's like yeah, and I think, and like I said, I think Duke's coach could have did a better job of getting his guys off the court, getting them over mm-hmm. by the bench. They, they knew they weren't going to win the game. Get them over by the bench so they can just get off the floor. So I think everyone could have been better in that situation. Um, all right, guys, another one: Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark. Potentially, I mean, obviously, people are talking about Caitlin Clark as the number one pick in the WNBA draft. Angel Reese right now is projected to be a top six pick in the WNBA draft, but both of them could come back next year. And neither one of them has said what they're going to do either way. Angel Reese posted something a few days ago saying, Should I stay or should I go? Caitlin Clark hasn't said anything. She has said she loves her teammates, she loves playing college basketball. So maybe she's going to come back and give it another go. Britt, what do you think about this? What do you think about Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark potentially returning for another season of college basketball? Uh, you know, women's basketball is a little different than men's basketball. Um, you know, I, I think it's fine. You know, if they want to do another year in college basketball, I don't have a problem. I know financially they'll be okay either way because, <laughs> sure. you know, they're not only they're making only but so much. Um, you know, so I, I don't have a problem i think either way if they come in after this season or starting for the next nba wnba season which starts in a few months actually or wait till next year either way all the attention is going to be on these two two young ladies regardless of which year they decide to go into the wnba so they're not going to lose um the focus or the attention being on them whatsoever they're not going to lose to me any dollars either way so that's all going to stay the same my issue is um, and I, y'all know how much I love Angel Reese. I love her like crazy. I love her confidence. I love everything about her, her play. Um, I just don't like hearing the knockdown on the WNBA. You know, I don't like, why should I go there? Because, you know, da, 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 da. I'm good right here in college. Don't be that type of <laughs> player. Don't be yeah. that person because the WNBA, it's an honor to play into the WNBA, regardless of, of the money. The money is going to come. Um, Especially if these two young ladies enter into the league, that money's going to come. That means more attention is going to go to the WNBA. 
more investment marketing dollars is going to head towards the WNBA, which means even bigger endorsement deals than what these two young ladies are currently getting right now and bigger opportunities will arise from it. So, um, yeah, but for me, I don't care either way. I'm going to watch them, whether yeah. they're in college or whether they're in WNBA. So it doesn't bother, doesn't matter to me, honestly. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I don't really care either way. The one thing I do like right now about women's college basketball is we're able to see a lot of these great women players Mm -hmm. year after year after year. We're in the men's side. If you have a great player on the men's side, he's going to be a one and done. He might go to the G League, might not even go to college. But all the best women playing basketball in college, they're, they're there for multiple years. So you really have a chance to build up a following, get connected to the team. And that's why I think women's basketball is so exciting right now, because we know a lot of the players. They've been around right. for several years. So I wouldn't mind seeing them stick around and stay. Uh, but K-Wall, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I, I think when you look at Caitlin Clark to start with, I think that it, it might be predicated on how they finish the season, you know, as far as if there, is there a national championship, you know, um, that she's going to be able to put on the resume. Yeah. Um, I think if, if she's close or she she doesn't get it, um, then I think she comes back because like Brett alluded to, you know, they have the NIL deals. We we, mm-hmm. we know that. Yeah. So that's that's not going to be an issue. Um, so I, I think it's all predicated on her. She mentioned that, you know, uh, predicated on her winning a national championship. I, I love Caitlin Clark. Uh, I, I like Iowa, but I don't see it happening though. Dang so she winning. might be coming back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she might be coming back. She might be coming back if that's what she's basing on. I know she hasn't come out and said anything like as you guys mentioned, but I think that is going to be. I, I think it plays a big part. And I think she wants to go out not only as you know the all-time leading scorer, which she is, but she wants to. I think she wants to add on to that resume as far as being a uh, an, um, a national championship, uh, you know, winner. I think she wants to put that on her uh, her resume, a national belt, um, whatever you want to call it. Uh, as far as Angel Reese, um, Angel Reese is. Uh, I, I think that's going to be her biggest stage is college basketball right now. I mean, we've seen so many yeah. different uh, clips, and you got the I've got the. Uh, you know, the whole thing last year with, um, you know, this or, you know, yeah. this, all that, you know, all that. Um, so I think she's in a good spot to make as much money as she possibly can. We saw her this past uh, game against what, Tennessee. Like, who are you talking to? Yeah. <laughs> you know, who are you talking yeah. to? I know you're yeah. talking to me. You know, that thing. So I think that's a, her biggest stage right now. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if she came back. Um, but um, and, I, and I think, you know, how I feel about it, if they, if they both st- uh, stayed, I think it'd be great for college basketball, other uh, women's basketball as well. And you got some other uh, females out there that we're feeling to. I'm just going to mention JJ Watt, you know, USC, JJ Watt, Juju, Juju's Man. a beast. Juju Juju's is a beast. Cool. Right? Yeah. Real. And, but yeah. And if they, if they do come out, if they do decide to come out, it's going to be very interesting to see where they land. But I, I think they both stay. I think they both come back. So I think Caitlin got the, uh, the, 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 uh, the COVID the year, COVID year. Yesterday, the yeah. COVID year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think she comes back and just try to put that, that scoring title out of reach as well. That is to be I, another notch on her resume as well. Yeah. I will say this. Andrew Reese. I look, I, again, I love her like crazy. And you guys know this. I, I talk about it all the time. Um, you going up against Asia Asia Wilson <laughs> in the WNBA? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a whole different monster. Yeah, because that yeah. girl is bad. Yeah, but I will say that. So that extra year might be okay because I know she's trying to develop her jump shot. You know, Angel yes. Reese in the post is incredible. Rebound that post move. Yeah, she's incredible. So she got to develop that little sixteen footer or whatnot a little bit more. 
But her going against Asia Wilson in the WNBA, yeah, another no, mouse in the house. Mouse I agree. I, I, I agree. <laughs> I think, I, and I think that's why right now she's not a top one, two, three projected pick because I do think she has to de develop some of her skills. Right. She's very successful when she's playing against someone that's smaller than her, but there's a couple yeah. of teams that have people that are her same size yeah. and it, it looks different <laughs> when she's going up against them. Yeah, I think so she wants to be the bully for as long as she possibly can. Yeah, but she <laughs> is a great rebound. Like, you know, some people yeah. just have a knack for rebounding the yes, basketball, absolutely. Dennis Rodman, people like, like she yeah. is a, fantastic rebounder you can't take any that away from her at all but i do think offensively she she does have to work on her skills no question about that Absolutely. um all right let's jump over to eric b enemy real quick before we kind of get into our rants and stuff like that eric b enemy obviously he was the chief's offensive coordinator then he made a lateral move goes to washington which was a little bit of a head scratcher i remember us talking about it at the time yeah. Now he's out completely, couldn't get another NFL job, ends up taking the offensive coordinator position at UCLA. Um, I think, K. Walk, I, I think I want to ask it like this. Why couldn't Eric Bieniemy get hired in the NFL? Let's start there. Jay, I think when it first started, when we first started talking about this, I, I think we, when we first started getting together, like many with the Never Had So Good Sports uh, Media uh, Network um, family, I think a lot of people were saying that he was a bad interviewer. You know, he was just a bad interviewer and they didn't, no one elaborated. At least I didn't hear the elaboration as far as, you know, what do you mean by a bad interviewer? Did he like not answer the questions? Was he, you know, you know, vague, you know, I, you know, we didn't hear any of that. Um, but then when you see that what transpired in, in Washington, especially last year and in preseason where, you know, the, the, the young players were saying that he's too intense yeah. and then the whole thing with Ron Rivera saying he was too intense. I, I think he's, he's a guy who's stuck in his ways. This is my, this is my way as like coach Riley used to say, mm -hmm. it's my way or the highway. And, and that's what it is. But Everyone see that he's really a, he's a good coach. Obviously, he's a good offensive coordinator. I mean, that's that's all we can say about him because we haven't seen him that uh, you know as a head coach. And um, a lot of people say he wasn't fired or he wasn't let go by the Commanders. It was his choice. But um, Dan Quinn was saying that you know Dan Quinn was saying that you know it just wasn't the right time. I don't know who's you know who's right. uh, you call that was was it the enemies or was it Quinn's. Um, that's all I can go off is just hearsay, Jay, because from what I've seen, he's done a, he's done a, a, a decent job. You know, a lot of people want to say it was Andy Reid when he was in Kansas city. Yeah. Um, he didn't do do too much with the commanders. I, I thought they did okay. And then you hear the stories about the, uh, the, the two intents. So I, I just don't, I don't think he's got a fair shake, Jay. I think he may have to start a little bit uh, lower on the totem pole, if you will. And, and just, you know, go back up, hit the F5 button on the computer, that refresh button, and start all over again and see what happens there. Um, but it's going to be very interesting to see what happens in UCLA because we know UCLA and the Pac-12, they're wide open, and, and yeah. Airbnb is, is, is fits that mold for the, for the most part. So yeah. um, that's the only answer I can give you, Jays, is that we really haven't heard exactly, you know, what it is. Yeah. But uh, hopefully he can he can get this opportunity to turn that program around along with Deshaun uh, Deshaun Foster, the head coach there, uh, for sure. Yeah, and they're coming to the Big Ten, so that's going to be very interesting to see. Yeah, man, yeah, exactly. That brand of football in the Big Ten. 
but K okay, Walk, well, I, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. But you know, so someone I, I used to listen to used to always say like, "Don't try to be happier than happy. Like, don't try yeah. to get happier than happy." I'm and I feel like he was happy in KC. Yeah. Like, yeah. were, he was the offensive coordinator on a Super right. Bowl winning team. And then it's like, oh, I'm gonna go prove myself and go to Washington. Like you were fine where you were. Like I, I, I understand leaving if you're getting promoted, but why leave to do the same thing somewhere else? And I think he tried to get happier than happy, yeah. and it didn't mm-hmm. work out. And now he's back in college football, which I mean, it's fine. I mean, if that's where you want to go, but I, I don't necessarily think he wants to be coaching college football. I definitely think he would prefer to coach in the NFL. So yeah, I think just before you get to Brett, I just think he wanted to get underneath Andy, Andy Reed's yeah. shadow, if you will. And yeah. there a lot of people were saying that it was Andy Reed and he was yep. just, you know, a disciple of Andy Reed. And then Andy Reed after last year's Super Bowl said that, you know, you know, that was all Eric, the enemy. Mm-hmm. I had nothing to do that. He called the game to you know, obviously he's going to promote yeah. his guy, uh, yep. of course. So, um, but I think he wanted to go to Washington to, to, to prove that is what he was, but unfortunately it didn't work. Out, so yeah, yeah, way. and I and I agree. And I, I've just seen it happen with a lot of coaches where they they mm-hmm. want to make a move to say oh, I'm going to prove myself, and then like right now, I bet uh, I mean I could be wrong, but I, I bet he'd do anything to be back yeah. underneath Andy Reid's shadow, being the right. offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. But who knows? I mean, sometimes some guys are just made shot. to be coordinators, yeah. and some guys are good That's head coaches, right. some guys are better are, are good good coordinators. So you just yeah. gotta know your role. Britt, what are your right, thoughts Brit. on being a me? Um, I don't know. Remember the last time, you know, I wasn't here last week, but a couple weeks ago prior to Super Bowl, remember the last time I said, I think um the Chiefs are going to reach back out to Eric Bieniemy prior to the game, and it then it came out later that that's exactly what they did to get some uh help on the offensive game plan. So, um, I really think if he wanted to go back to the Chiefs, I think he could have honestly. Um, I don't know if it would be in the offensive coordinator position, maybe assistant head coach role. I kind of feel like Andy Reid would have made a way for him to come back because I think he has a level of respect for Eric Bieniemy working with him that maybe a lot of other organizations, because they're not familiar with him, don't appreciate. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know. You know, I think maybe the players, his relationship kind of with players just doesn't mesh well. And maybe that's what a lot of organizations were really looking at. Because he's an incredible play caller. Like to me, he, he really is. His offensive play, uh, 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 his offensive game plan, a lot of times are, are great, great. Basically, each and every game It's just I think it's his relationship with players. And sometimes you're dealing with other grown men, and some coaches, they have this old school mentality. You know, I'm the coach. You listen to what I gotta say. You know, yeah. that's how we were kind of coach. I mean, I know I'm a little younger than you guys, but I still experienced that old school kind of coaching um, when I play basketball. So maybe that could be the issue. And maybe Eric Vanamy said, maybe college might be my best bet. So I can see him being a head coach in college. And it's not a bad job. You get a a lot of money to be a head coach in college. Like a whole, I think most of them get paid more than NFL coaches, I believe. Um, at least I know in college, that's how college basketball works. Um, like the head coach just basically runs everything and you're running everything. So I don't see the problem. I, I I like the fact that he went down to college. And if he wants to come back to the NFL, maybe this is the opportunity to show, hey, I could have relationship. I could be more of a player's coach to come back into the NFL. But I think he should just stay in college. 
Yeah, and and you make a good point, Britt, because 25 years ago, like if a player didn't like a coach's coaching style, so what? Oh, wow. Like that's on you. Right. Figure it out. You can leave. But yeah. this is how things are done, right? My way or the highway. Now it's different. <laughs> like if you can't get along with the players, it's like everybody's looking at you like there's something wrong with you. Yeah. So I think he's got to be willing. And even, even on the college level, like that, that won't work anymore because before when we were in college, K-Walk, we had no options. Like no, they could do whatever yeah. they wanted yep. to us. Right. We really had no freedom. Now guys feel like you're not giving them the respect they deserve. They can jump Cam Newton all over again. Cam <laughs> Newton all over again. Else, you know, a week later. So, I, 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 it'd be interesting to see how it works out. Mm-hmm. I do think, though, obviously, all these jobs are about relationships, right? And yeah. maybe you, you mentioned, Britt, the good relationship with Andy Reid, but maybe there's uh, these other organizations, for whatever reason, he just hasn't been able to create that relationship that makes people feel comfortable enough to give him a shot. Because I do think he's a mm-hmm. good coach, Britt. I do think he deserves a shot as you alluded to. So, but if he goes to USCLA and does a great job, he'll have some, he'll have some more opportunities. So just beat don't, if you play Ohio state, I don't, I haven't checked their schedule. I hope they don't just don't beat uh, my team. That's I all think, I have. I think they do. I think they do, but I don't, I don't think you got to worry. Ohio state is loaded. They, they picked up so many players yeah. from the portal that they're, they are absolutely <laughs> loaded. So I don't think you got to worry. Um, all right. Last thing guys, before we get to our rant, NBA, there's been a lot of talk about mm-hmm. who should be the next face of the league in the NBA. Obviously, LeBron is older. We keep saying we don't know how much longer he's going to play, but it can't be more than another couple of years. Steph getting up there in age as well. And then when you start looking at the next crop of guys, like there's always kind of been a face or a couple faces of the league, right? I mean, Magic and Bird, Mike, then Kobe and Shaq. Like, there's always been that guy or two. So when LeBron and Steph kind of phase out, who would you say, Britt, is the next man up to kind of be the face of the NBA? There's so many different directions I could go in this. <laughs> I could go with this. So many different ways. Um, I know a lot of people will say Wimby. You know, Wimby is the next big thing. Yeah. But what I look at is, is the player relatable? I'm not sure if Wimby may be a superstar, but I don't know how relatable he's going to be um, to everyone. And that's the same thing with Luca. It's that real, that relatable. I relate to you. You know, you're similar to me in a way. I'm not sure because a lot of people, well, at least here in the states, they don't really know these guys personally. You know, because they come from a whole nother uh, country. Yeah. not a different world, but. To a lot of people, it's like a different world. Yeah. Um, I thought about Jason Tatum. I thought about him. I thought he would be a good one, but the consistency factor is what is keeps going through my head. To me, he has to get over that hump. Um, but if I had to choose, I have two players, and that's Anthony Edwards. Um, I, I think he could be the next big thing. You know, talent wise, man, this kid is talented on both sides of the basketball. He wants it. I think he's very relatable. Um, I think he has the right attitude. Um, and a lot of kids are looking up to him already, you yep. know, right now in this moment. And then my second guy would be SGA. The only thing with SGA is they're both small markets, but SGA is really in a small market. 
Yeah. He's over in OKC. Yeah. I would need SGA. He probably doesn't want to move, but I would need him to move into a bigger market. Um, so for right now, my number one will be Anthony Edwards. And if SGA can somehow get out of OKC or at least try to win a championship in OKC, then I could say he could be the next one. Yeah. And they don't have no trouble pass. They got clean yeah, records. That's right. right you got to you got to you got to be clean cut for sure. Right. It's interesting like the NBA might have a bit of an issue because I mean, you could maybe argue that the three or four best players in the NBA right now are all like foreign born players. The mm-hmm. Joker, Luka, Giannis, Shea has played really well. You know, like so does the NBA want um, Winby as well? I mean, he's not saying he's one of the best, but he's mm-hmm. obviously up and coming. Like, does the NBA want a foreign-born player to be the face of the NBA? I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. Um, so I think that's going to be interesting to see what happens there. But K Walk, what say you? Like, who's the next face of the league? Yeah, man, I, I get where you guys are coming from as far as you know. The, it, it's the National Basketball Association, what's that? The, the United States, but then when they win the championship, it's the World Championship, the <laughs> yeah. world. So you know, look at it from that standpoint. Um, so with, with that being said, yeah, I mean, you, I, you, you got to look at. I know they're unorthodox. I know they're foreigners, but everyone you just mentioned, Jay, I, I think you can start from you know, uh, from the Joker. Um, He's mm-hmm. just he's just phenomenal. What he did the other night with what I think at 27, 16, and 16, just, just phenomenal, man. And he does that. It seems to be effortless because he doesn't seem like it just seems like everything's so slow motion for him. Uh Luca, you can not, say the not same to thing. interrupt you, K Walk, but let me just ask you something about the Joker because he's phenomenal on the court, no question yeah. about that. Is he engaging enough off the court right. interviews, commercials to be the face? Of right. The no. And I'm going to say, no, he's not. And I was going to go that you can look at these guys. I mean, that's right. I think he just denied um, what was it Eagle Dawa. Uh, uh, Eagle Dawa came to him and asked him if he could be on his pork podcast, excuse me. And he just ran away from him. So, no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm not. No, definitely from that aspect. No. Um, Giannis could give can, can come off of that as well. Giannis can have a good day and a bad day, depending on they they finish um, yeah. as well. So if we're just going to look at, we're just going to dis- discredit these foreigners, man. Even though they're arguably the best players um, in the game right now, um, then. I don't want to do that, man. I really don't want to do it. But um, I, I think you have to look at, uh, you know, you said after Steph leaves, though, this is no longer yeah, a yeah, conversation, yeah. correct? Um, yeah, Wimby, Wimby's, man, but Wimby's, I know he's a foreigner, but he's more engaging, man. He really is. As a 20-year-old, he just turned 20 last month. So as a 20-year-old, he's starting to get it now and on, on the court and off the court as mm-hmm. well. So I'm going to say Wimby's going to be that guy, man. I, I, I really do. And I know that, you know, you, you don't want that. Well, I'm not saying you guys don't want it, but, you know, it, it's it's hard to, 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 to make the face of the NBA a foreign uh, born player, but hey, they're in here. They're making just as much money, if not more, than anybody. They're winning. They're yeah. stats. So why not put them in? They're part of the organization. They're part of the association, I should say. So I'm going to go with Wimby, man. I, I do like Wimby, man. I, I really like where he's going to. He's going to grow. He's again. He's 20 years old. He's getting it slowly but surely. So I, I'm going to go to Wimby. I just don't see any other guys out there. I mean, KD. It's KD. I mean, KD he's, well, he's missing that it factor. Yeah, like, he's I a mean, great player, but he just doesn't have that it factor to me. Yeah, I don't think, right. I don't think it's anybody discrediting anybody from from the international uh, uh, 
like or from overseas coming from overseas i think again it's just going back to reaching back you know we we just talked about cam newton earlier how he goes into certain communities he reached back right. to, these, to these uh kids he becomes more he gets to their level he wants to relate to them he wants to talk to them he wants to speak to them and not just through a podcast he wants to touch them you know you know i see that in the anthony edwards you know he's from here he's relatable he wants to come back he home to help his communities and so forth those guys are going to help their communities they're just going to help their communities at home <laughs> so See that, and that's important when they go home yes they're going to reach back in their communities and and so forth but the number one money maker for the nba right now is in the states they're still making money overseas don't get me wrong they're making a lot of money overseas yeah. um but their number one money maker is TV deals and so forth within the state. So, and that's where I was coming from. Anthony Edwards has the talent of all talents. Like this kid is beyond talented. Um, I'm but not, I can I see why you way, put. No. I can't look at it that way. But I can see why you put. Yeah. I can see why you put one B up there. But I got to go with Anthony Edwards as of right okay. now. Now it could change. Britt, let me ask you a right question now. about about Ant because I think I think to be the face of the league, right? Obviously, you got to be great on the court. I think we'd all agree with that. Mm-hmm. Your team's going to have to be good because it's going to be hard to be the face of the league if you if you're on a bad team. And then I think the third piece of that is mm-hmm. there's got to be some level of marketability, right? Like when mm-hmm. you think about Mike Jordan and, and the Gatorade commercials and the Nike commercials and then Kobe and Shaq mm-hmm. and Magic and Larry, like there was a marketability around those guys. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying Ant-Man isn't. I'm just saying I think he's going to be great on court. Minnesota's obviously has a good, fo- a good t- basketball team, although I, I don't love the market that he plays in. Do you mm-hmm. think he can be a national marketing, like that level of charisma, Are you commercials, all those kind of things? And, national and, or international? Well, if national, yes, because yeah, right, to me, I like when I think about the face of the NBA, I'm I'm really thinking in the states. I know it transcends the states, mm-hmm. but I'm talking have, commercials on TV, engaging all that kind of stuff. Do you see Ant Man as that kind of guy? I do, and I think it's started. I think it's already started. They just did a whole special on the other day on ESPN. So because they have has, nothing else to talk that, about. That has, <laughs> that, that has already started. <laughs> in my opinion. So yes, I think the face of the NBA could be an Anthony uh, Edwards. It could also be a Jason Tatum. I don't know if Jason Tatum, if people like him (laughs) in that way. I'm not sure how relatable he is because I think people get a little testy when they talk about Jason Tatum. For some reason, I don't know why. It's just a different feeling with him. But I think when I I see kids and you hear them talk about Anthony Edwards and the excitement that they get over Anthony Edwards, I think he can be the potential face of um, of uh, the NBA. Wimby is just as exciting. Don't get me wrong. I think Wimby is exciting. But again, is Wimby going to go to our communities here in the States and reach back? Anthony Edwards has the potential to do that. Will he? I don't know. It could be SGA. It could be some random mojo. It could be Ja Morant with all his issues that becomes the face of the NBA. 
but we're just trying to figure out if that's the option. I, but I, I do feel like you need a clean record, and John Moran's yeah, not starting for sure. Like I, I, I thought John, it, I thought it could have been Ja. Could have been. He disqualified himself. I think that. he messed himself up. Yeah, he disqualified now, himself. And, and he wow, what did he do? What did he do? Redeem <laughs> himself? Yes, I think he can absolutely redeem himself. Um, so if if Ja still has opportunity, I'm going to say Ja because that excitement is just to another level. Even when people speak his name, it just rings bells. Um, but then I would say uh, Anthony Edwards. It could be a Wimby, but I'm going to go with Anthony Edwards first. My, I guess my whole thing is because I, I get what you're saying about giving back, going in the community. Remember, that whole, I work, that, I that work with deal. kids, guys. <laughs> I, I, I'm with you there, but I, I also too. think, like, I don't, wrong kind of kids. I don't <laughs> think you could be the face of the league unless you, you're getting it from a corporate standpoint as well. Like, you could be out in the community all day long, but if 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 corporate isn't recognizing you in that same way, then I don't see you as the face of the league. Like, all the past faces of the league – we're all huge in in terms of corporate marketing. So I think that has to be part of the equation in order to be the well, face of the league. What do you mean corporate marketing? I he mean sneaker deal. Um he's well, I, I, I mean I think everyone in the NBA, I think everyone in the NBA has a pretty much has a sneaker deal. I'm talking about when I turn on my TV when mm-hmm. I turn on my TV, I see you all the time. Like you're you're in every commercial. You're you know, like think about think about the way Steph is. Like he's in these insurance commercials, in this commercial. Like think about how Kobe. But he wasn't. Manager. The thing with Steph is, people forget the first what four years of his career, we didn't even know who Steph was. Right. You got, I mean, you you have to. Right. Winning has to be part of it, okay. but I just don't okay. think it can be just kids looking up like it, there it has to be more than that. To be the so what I'm league. but what I'm trying to say is. Wimby and Anthony Edwards, as far as corporate or commercials, they got the same amount of commercials. I, I, I think I've seen quite a few commercials with Anthony Edwards. That's what I'm trying to. Uh, I just haven't seen them. I, and maybe I'm I have, maybe I'm not watching. I haven't seen. TV. I haven't seen, I haven't seen like, one. He's in a few, I think commercial. he's in a few Adidas commercials. He's in a quite a few a number of commercials. So that's what I'm saying. I have seen them. Like I've seen him in my face, and so that's why I picked Anthony Edwards. I haven't seen a Wimby commercial unless it's for the NBA. Yeah, I mean, I, I think first year in the no. Oh. Go ahead, go ahead. Go no, ahead. I was going to say the thing that you was about to say, Jay, is that he's the first year in the league. He just turned twenty years old, so you know he's not going to get that. They don't want a twenty-year-old being the face, but I think he'll ultimately be the face in the next three, four mm-hmm. years, in, in my opinion. Especially you got if Pop's still coaching, and they're going to turn that. They're going to turn that around. They, they got win. Pop, yeah, and they're, they're going to win, and they're going to win because mm-hmm. Pop's known to win. And it starts, you know, just like they back in the day when they had Tim Duncan and David Robinson, they had to start all over. But I think they'll be able to do it, and and they'll attract free agents and things of that nature so i think he'll eventually be the face of the nba i think they want him to be i i, 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 want I think him to the be. nba I him. wants him to be mm-hmm. we'll see if if he can ascend to that level but I, I i think they would like him to be just because he's such a freak of nature that right. it's, Seriously. It's, it's very easy to like put your eyes on him but we'll see how it goes but it's going to be interesting to see how it pans out over the next two three years um, all right, y'all. Let, can we take like a 30 second break oh, and then we'll come back before, and do? I'm sorry, go hold ahead. on before uh, we go to break. 
simply ball drop and said he got Ant Man or Tatum. Ant Man or Tatum. Tatum. And then he also said uh, Brittany. Brittany is ten toes down on Ant Man. (laughs) I don't know if I'm ten toes down on him, but uh, I could see why he could be the the next face of the NBA. So he has the skill set and the attitude level, uh, the attitude and leadership to 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 be in that role. So I wouldn't be mad. And Tatum, and Tatum cries too much for me. Man. He always looking for that foul. I always looking for that bailout for, uh, foul. There's yeah, something, something about Tatum, and I don't know what it is, yeah. but it's just something that makes yeah. me say no. Like even right, though like, he's a very good player on a very good team, it's just he doesn't have that it factor for, no. for some reason. No. So And that's that's how I am with Tatum. It's, I, I like Tatum. I like Tatum. I appreciate him. But – not everybody is too fond of Tatum for yeah. whatever reason. They're just not that fond of him. Yeah. All right. Good stuff, y'all. Let's do 30-second break, Britt, and then we'll come back and do our rant and who's balling, and we'll wrap the show up. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Sideline Speaks with Brittany Jones, Kevin Walker, and Jason Collins. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. Welcome back to the Sideline Speaks. Brittany Jones, Kevin Walker, and Jason Collins. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get ready to wrap this show up. But before we do, we're going to do our rant segment where each week you get one minute to just say whatever's on your mind, whatever's on your heart. It can be positive, can be negative, but you just get the floor for one minute. I always like to start with K-Walk because I know he's got something passionate, fired up, and ready to go. K-Walk, the floor is yours. What you got for us this week? I do, man. And I, I this goes out to my man, homegrown man. I got his jersey hanging on, actually on the other side right here. That's Brandon Ayuk, man. Brandon Ayuk, I want to shout out to you, man, today because of the fact of the matter is I want to tell you, relax, bro. Relax. I know it was in the heat of the moment and things of that nature. You didn't get the ball as much as you wanted to get the ball in that Super Bowl, man. And uh, you felt like you were a deciding factor in that game. But the fact of the matter is, man, you're going to get paid, bro. You're going to get paid. You know the 49ers take care of their own. They're going to take care of their own, bro. Uh, look at look at the contract from George Kittle. Look at the contract from Debo Sanders. Look at the contract from Fred Warner and most recently for uh, uh, Nick Bosa. You're going to get taken care of, man. Keep your keep your girlfriend off of the off your off the social media. Keep your brother <laughs> off the social media. Unless they're your agents, man, they don't need to be there, man. They don't need to. You you you're going to be all right. You, if you want to be a 49er, man, you're going to be taken care of very well. So just just relax, brother, and, 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 and let it play out because you and George and John Lynch has come out and said that he wants you to be there. You're the type of guy the 49ers want to uh, to have there. So just relax, brother, and um, stay off the social media because that'll mess you up for sure. So Brandon Ayuk, relax. You're going to get your money. Believe you me. Yeah, man. Maybe, you know, you lose the Super Bowl, you know, and he, he's felt a little emotional in his feelings yeah. a little yeah. bit. <laughs> but I think you're right. He'll, he'll be all right. All right. Mine's going to be short and quick. NBA officiating. I know you guys had to see that call that went against the Pistons. I mean, guys, like there's already so many conspiracy theories about the NBA and that it's rigged and it's fixed. And and then when you see missed calls like that, it, it it's indefensible. 
So look, I know refereeing is hard. Like when I'm at, when I'm at work just trying to referee some kids playing basketball, I'm like, was that a foul or not? Like, I'm not saying refereeing is easy, but look, when you're at the highest level, you can't miss blatant and obvious calls. NBA, you got to figure this thing out with these officials because it there's a there's so many people that already don't trust the officiating in the NBA. And things like that happened to the Pistons the other night, it just makes it the worst. NBA, figure it out. Get your officiating together. It's terrible. Okay. They trying to get to that ninth game. <laughs> don't, don't need no no referee. Uh, uh, <laughs> <Not> right. <laughs> They're trying to win that ninth game right yep. now. <laughs> they just, they just want to get a win. What you got for a spirit? <clears throat> uh, I'm going to take the page out of K-Walk's book. Um and I'm going to tell them to relax. And that is Philadelphia meter. My goodness, they are getting on my nerves. What <laughs> the heck Brown. is wrong with y'all? My goodness, the man A.J. Brown, yes, came out and said, I want to be in Philadelphia. I want to stay. Why is the only ones that have a problem with what he said is the Philadelphia media? Half of these mother suckers, I didn't say the word, I said mother suckers. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Half of these mother suckers. <laughs> um, I'm are not even media. from Philadelphia. I, actually, I'm talking about Philadelphia media. I, they're not even from Philadelphia. So it's like they're really trying to start some nonsense and just create drama for no reason. Shut up and listen to what the players say. Just listen to him. Why you got to sit and dissect what he said? Maybe he actually meant what he said. Now, what are you going to do if he actually meant what he said? Shut up. You know how they told uh, LeBron to shut up and dribble? <laughs> Dead wrong, by the way. I'm going to tell these people, shut, shut up, and, up write. and just write, okay? We don't need to see you on TV doing all this extra interviews nonsense. If the man say he want to stay in Philadelphia, the man say he wants to stay in Philadelphia. Stop trying to create drama for no reason. And for the 2% of fans that are actually listening to this nonsense, I come at you too. Y'all sound ridiculous talking about it might be time for him to go. Yeah, right. You're gonna be the first one <laughs> crying once he does. Can I can I can't stand Stop. That Preach. Stop. Preach. I can't okay, stand I'm done. Something right. about the number 11s tonight, bro. Something about the number 11s tonight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff there, Britt. That was that was strong. That was very strong. Um all right, let's do who's ball, and then let's get out of here. Every week we want to shout out a team, a player, or a coach, somebody who's just absolutely getting it done. Guys, I think I'm going to start. And I may, I can't remember last week. Okay, well, I might have shouted this person out last week, but I, I'm doing it again. Women's basketball, Juju Watkins, man. Juju is – I know everybody talks about Caitlin Clark, and they should, but Juju's game is just – phenomenal she can do it from all three levels too and she can just flat out score the basketball her last let me let me read you this her last five games guys i think she had 30 42 18 33 and 32 <laughs> like she's she just be, 30 every night like it's she be sure she burnt cheryl miller's uh record too yeah man juju games. for real so juju Watkins, usc guard absolutely Balling, what you got yeah. for us, K Walt? 
Um, I got my man last night, man. Uh, R.J. Davis, the uh, the guard who's arguably the, the the best guard in the country from the University of North Carolina, scored a, a Dean Smith Center record, 42 points um, in the win over Miami last night. Okay. Uh, a lot of people are saying that it was a tougher road, a tougher win that it should, should have had. But um, uh, he came out and played um, against a, uh, a shorthanded uh, Miami uh, Hurricanes team. But he went uh, 42 points, man. And this dude was unbelievable last night, especially coming off of the game that he had against Virginia on Saturday. So uh, my man, RJ Davis, man, he's ready to go back to the, uh, the champ, uh, the, uh, the tournament and get back to the championship. My man, RJ Davis, absolutely balling. All right. Good stuff. K walk Britt, bring it on home. What you got? You took mine, Jay. I know. I saw you I smile as soon as I said it. I knew I, I took like, yours. I only, I only had one person because I think she, I might as well just give her a double I shout out. Yep, I'm going to give down. her a double shout out. Um, Juju Watkins is incredible. Right now to me, I think she's the best college player I'm in, with college, you. in women's college basketball. Like you. you said, I know all the attention Caitlin Clark and Andrew Reese and whoever else gets. But my goodness, Juju is a player. And the last game, although it was in a loss, you kind of read this part of the stat line, 30.7 rebounds, five assists. And she is averaging, I think, what, 28.2 points per game so far this year. This season. My goodness, and seven rebounds. Hey, Juju, Juju, um, I got a question for you. Can you please, I just want to play you on horse. You might kill me because I haven't shot a basketball in years. But let's just play horse. Maybe you come on this show and have a conversation because in my mind, you're the best player in women's college basketball. I would love to sit down and talk to you. We're going to put this out there. Hopefully we get people to share it because we got to get Juju on this show. Maybe yeah, get yeah, some horse yeah, action. Yeah. Uh-oh, you hear that? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm joking. What I'm about to say. No, I'll tell you right now. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to be on the record saying Caitlin Clark is the best shooter in, in college women's basketball right now, but Juju Watkins is the best scorer and player in basketball, women's college basketball. That's right saying now. a lot. I'm on record. I'm freshman. record saying that. Yes, yes. And I agree. I, I absolutely agree. Can, can, can college basketball, can they, can they do one and done? Can women's basketball do one and done? I know they can't, but I'm just saying, can we change that? Maybe that's a, maybe that's another uh, topic. We should I think change. the, I think the WNBA has an age limit rule. So I don't, I, I, I mean, even well, if she wanted to go, I don't think she could. They don't, they don't have to go to the WNBA. You go overseas. Yeah. You could go overseas. And, and then come yeah. back over. But yeah, right, right. Also, so you can do it. Yeah. She I, think, I think I think Juju's probably making some pretty good dough NIL, off the NIL. NIL so I think, yeah, I think sure. he's probably all right. All right, good stuff, y'all. That was fun. Britt, let the people know where they can find you and if there's anything you're looking forward to this week. Oh, wait, I'm going first this time. Yeah, I, I switched it up. I'm, I'm throwing Ooh, it on you first this week. I must I must talk too long. Maybe that's <laughs> no, you good. Uh, you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, oh, Twitter. I mean, X, whatever it's called, yeah, at Brittany Monique, at Brittany Monique, can't say my own name, it's at the bottom of the screen, and what I'm looking forward to, I guess basketball a little bit, my Sixers are, they don't <laughs> have Joel Embiid, um, you could tell what the what a real MVP does, um, for all those <laughs> other fans, I won't say the name, um, if he's missing, there's a problem on both sides of the court. Just don't play one side. I'm sorry. Okay, let me focus. The NFL draft combine, uh, March Madness is soon arising. I cannot wait for that this year. I'm so excited, especially with the women's side. Yes. Um, yes. but yeah, that's that's mainly what I'm looking forward to most. All and right. yes, yes, hold on. 
Hold on, guys. Wait a, wait a minute. And yes, simply ball dropping podcast. I did not forget about you. I'm going to uh, uh, de- uh, message you later for you to come on the show. Yeah, we're definitely going to have you on, man. Appreciate you uh, chiming sure, in, man. listening yeah, to the show and chiming in all night. We definitely appreciate that. Um, you guys can find me at Jason Talk Sports on all uh, the social media platforms at Jason Talk Sports. And yeah, Britt, I'm looking, I can't wait for March Madness. I'm, I'm more excited about the women's side, uh, but I will mm-hmm. obviously watch watch both um, NFL Combine. I'll be checking that out this week. There's some good women's games on this Sunday. South Carolina is going to play Tennessee. Um, Rakia Jackson is phenomenal on Tennessee, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that'll be a fun matchup. And then Ohio State, number two ranked team in the country, is going to play Caitlin Clark and the Iowa Hawkeyes on Sunday as well. So some good games to look forward to this weekend. But K-Walk, what you got for us? Yeah, you know, if you got a long time listeners, guys, you know where you can find me. You know, uh, on Facebook, Kevin Walker, um, Instagram, Kevin.Walker142, Twix at KevinWalker142. And tomorrow night, uh, you can catch me on uh, Never Had It So Good Sports Radio, K Walk, uh, Sports Talk with K Walk, and E Scott, Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Um, you know, wherever you find it, I said, ladies and gentlemen, wherever you get your podcast at, we're there. Jay, you're invited. Britt, you're invited. Jay, we're going to bring up that. Uh, I know we tried to get that that topic in last week, so we want to get you to talk about uh, Joe Paterno situation there with uh, Penn State. So hopefully you can you can come on. Uh, so join us in uh, some from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. tomorrow. Got some great stuff for you tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, what I'm looking for uh, tonight, we got the uh, the Heat uh, against Portland Trailblazers. So hopefully the Heat can make it five in a row. Hopefully they can surpass Brittany uh, Jones's Sixers for that fifth <laughs> spot there. Um, and um, just looking for more to college basketball um, as well, March Madness as well. I'm more into the men's side because I kind of know where the, the men, women's side is going to go. Uh, we all know who who were, or at least I think I feel like who's going to win it. But I'll, I'll save that for a later day. Um, so that's what I'm looking for that's uh, that's what i'm looking for so uh uh, looking forward to to a great weekend of uh of sports for sure all right good stuff ladies and gentlemen we thank you for listening do us a favor hit that like button hit that share button subscribe to the channel if you haven't also you can check us out on apple google and spotify anywhere you get your podcasts we'll be back here live next tuesday at 7 p.m so for Brittany jones and kevin walker i'm jason collins we'll see you next week you're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports.